0: You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on
1: KPEL965.com. Get the free KPEL news app in the App Store and Google Play. News Talk 96.5, KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette.
2: Senate Republicans are ready. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. They'll put forward their policing reform plan the day after President Trump's executive order.
3: We must improve accountability, increase transparency, and invest more resources in police training, recruiting, and community engagement.
2: But Democrats were critical. Congressman James Clyburn told Fox, Much,
1: much too little and does not go far enough.
2: They may advance their bill in a House Committee today after the Senate legislation is unveiled. Fox's Rachel Sutherland has more live.
4: Dave, the Republican Crafted Justice Act would encourage police departments to eliminate chokeholds. It also includes a tracking mechanism for use of force and no-knock warrants. GOP Senator Tim Scott says his bill has most of what Democrats want, but draws the line at ending qualified immunity, which protects officers from civil lawsuits. Poison pills
0: in their legislation, and that's why Mitch McConnell said it's a non-starter for those poison pills.
4: The Republican bill also links federal funding to increased use of body cameras. Dave?
2: Right, so there were more protests overnight, and in Richmond, Virginia, they took down another Confederate statue Florida's Republican Governor Ron DeSantis is downplaying a spike in new coronavirus cases. That's led to some bars and restaurants to close in Jacksonville Beach. He's not interested in pausing reopening statewide, rejecting calls for making masks in public mandatory.
5: Florida had more than 2,700 new cases Tuesday, its largest one-day increase since the pandemic began. Arizona's ICU capacity is at more than 80 percent, while in Texas, COVID hospitalizations reached an all-time high this week.
2: Fox's Casey Stegall, Connecticut, has seen a virus decline, so it's moving forward to- With more reopenings, people can eat in restaurants, go to bowling alleys and movie theaters. Not everyone, though, is saying they're ready to go back inside. Dine in, for instance. America's listening to Fox News.
6: At Fisher Investments, we do things differently. And other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients.
2: A police chief in Georgia is on leave and under investigation after what he wrote on social media earlier this month. And the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reports allegations of wrongdoing unrelated to it are part of the probe.
7: Johns Creek Police Chief Chris
2: Byers is facing an avalanche of backlash after criticizing the Black Lives Matter organization on his Facebook page. Writing the movement seems to glorify the killing of his brothers and sisters, apparently referring to police officers. The city is now investigating the Atlanta area chief for that other issues. In his controversial post, Byers described George Floyd's death as an act of racism. He also says he values Black Lives but does not support the Black Lives Matter organization. Tom Graham, Fox News. This is we still wait the DA's decision in Atlanta on whether the fired police officer who shot and killed Rayshard Brooks after resisting arrest will face charges. John Bolton has a lot to say about the Ukraine controversy that led to impeachment and much more, but President Trump doesn't want his book to come out.
7: A loss suit filed by the trump administration says former national security advisor john bolton agreed not to publish any classified information without proper approval and is breaking that bargain with his forthcoming memoir the room where it happened bolton's book is set to be released next week but the trump administration says a review for classified information is not complete and president trump has suggested bolton could face a criminal problem attorneys for bolton say they have worked with the white house for months on classification questions and accused the administration of dragging out the process to censor Bolton on Capitol Hill. Jared Halpern, Fox News.
2: There's a lot of concern in a virus caused recession about the effect on charities and nonprofits. A new report from Giving USA says donations last year rose more than two percent to a record high 450 billion dollars. On Wall Street, Dow futures are up nearly 200 points. I'm Dave
1: Anthony, and this is Fox News. Your 24 7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now, the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good
0: morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick with your headlines. We'll get up to 93 degrees today here at Acadiana. Your full weather forecast is coming up. A 17 year old from Brobridge sadly died yesterday while swimming with a group of friends near the Bayou Amy boat landing in Henderson. It happened just before noon yesterday, according to the St. Martin Parish Sheriff's Office. Authorities have identified the teen as Devon Baptiste. Witnesses say he showed signs of distress and then failed to resurface. That's when 911 was called. His body was found shortly after rescuers arrived on the scene. A one-time confirmed and admitted incoming LSU freshman who filmed himself screaming the N-word on camera. His name is Drew Dollar. He's from West Monroe. He will not be attending the state's flagship university come fall. LSU's blackmail leadership initiative applauds the university's decision. LSU has refused to comment further on the subject, citing privacy concerns. A study from Scripps Research Institute indicates that mutations in the strain of a coronavirus that's circulating in the U.S. right now may be much more infectious than its Wuhan predecessor. Kevin Barnhart has that story. But how much worse is it?
8: Approximately 10 times more infectious for human cells than the original one.
5: LSU Health New Orleans molecular geneticist Dr. Lucio Mila says the viruses that contain a mutated protein are much more stable.
8: It is more abundant because it doesn't fall apart.
5: He adds that letting the virus spread for herd immunity to develop is more dangerous than originally thought.
8: The more viruses are out there, the better the chance that one of them is going to hit on a mutation that makes it more infectious.
0: I'm Kevin Bornhard. Louisiana has now seen three straight days of COVID-19 hospitalizations. That metric used by health officials to track the actual rate of community spread. Assistant Health Secretary Dr. Alex Beu says their contact tracing data shows this is largely due to increased social interactions in recent weeks and possibly due to Memorial Day
9: moving around in the community whether you're going to a phase two opened facility or not just being out and about more is going to increase the risk that you're going to come in contact with someone with covid increase the risk that covid spreads
0: bu says it does not appear the recent increase in transmissions is disproportionately due to new clusters in nursing homes neighboring texas and arkansas have seen record-breaking increases in the last week and bio says it could be foreshadowing for us a lot of what
9: they've done has preceded us by about two weeks so i think as we're looking towards the future and we're looking next door to see what the present looks like for them
0: statewide the growth in cases has been the largest in lake charles alexandria and the monroe regions Bio says the recent upward trend here and the record spikes in neighboring states are important reminders the pandemic is not over And we need to continue wearing masks and social distancing.
9: If we don't take those personal actions, uh, then there's no reason to believe we'd be any different than our neighboring states in a week or two.
0: The U.S. Senate's lone African-American GOP member set to unveil police reform legislation this morning in response to the George Floyd protests. The legislation limits the use of chokeholds, requires officers to intervene if they see excessive force, and provides for more cameras. Senator Bill Cassidy says Tim Scott's bill is a necessary conversation.
10: People need to know that they are heard and that which can be done to address on a federal level is done and hopefully as well on state and local levels.
0: Yesterday, the president signed his own executive order blocking federal funds from heading to police departments that do not limit the use of chokeholds. Cassidy says he looks forward to the coming debate over policies and reforms and wants other states to take a look at New Orleans police's use of force for policy and their guidance.
10: If Minneapolis had had the training of the NOPD, George Floyd would not have died.
0: Outside of one notable incident near the Crescent City Connection Bridge, there has been limited conflict between protesters and the NOPD since Floyd's death. Chokeholds feature prominently in both today's Senate legislation and the president's
10: order, but Cassidy says a total ban... Warrants further study. If the officer is a female and she's 140 pounds and she's trying to control somebody who's 220, a male, and aggressive or inebriated, then there has to be something about that.
0: Democrats have attacked the GOP proposal, calling it too narrow. Instead, touting a more expansive House bill, we're told that would be dead on arrival in the Senate. There's new hope for some of the sickest coronavirus patients fighting to survive. A steroid is proving to be the first life-saving drug research have found. In some national headlines, a pair of Oklahoma attorneys are pushing to have safety measures in place for President Trump's rally that's happening in Tulsa this weekend. The lawyers filed a lawsuit to pressure BOK Center's operator to enforce social distancing and face masks at the event. Attorney Clark Brewster argued the rally is going to spread coronavirus, quote, without a question. Trump has held off on campaign rallies because of the respiratory illness, Saturday's will be his first since March. And finally, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is pushing against removing Confederate statues from the U.S. Capitol building. Speaking to reporters, McConnell explained it's, quote, nonsense that we need to airbrush the Capitol and scrub out everybody. He was talking about those with slavery connections from years ago. The Kentucky Republican noted that each state is allowed two statues and can trade them out if they want to. Both parties have been told and they're going to debate whether the monuments remain in the building. But McConnell has argued it should be a decision made by the individual states. This news update is brought to you by the T.J. Martell Foundation. Join the T.J. Martell Foundation in the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS. Your support helps save more lives. Visit tjmartell.org to learn
11: more. Plenty of sunshine out there today with temperatures pushing their way into the lower nineties. We're up at about 93 degrees again today. Winds coming from the north at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. 10% chance maybe for a quick shower down closer to the coastline. Lows tonight, gonna get down to around 69 degrees with clear skies overnight. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 965 KPL.
0: Our weather update is brought to you by the Positive Coaching Alliance. Questions about youth or high school sports? Well, Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school
1: sports. Find more information at positivecoach.com. News Talk 96.5. KPL Right now, traffic. And we're looking at the roads this morning. Luckily, no fog or anything to report. It looks clear outside,
0: and the roads are clear, too. All the interstates appear to be moving as they should. Let's try to keep it that way. If there's anything else we need to know about, you can give us a call at 23215. That's right. Hey, good morning. It is June 17th. It's Wooing It Wednesday. Stephen Handworks coming up on the show. Rob and Bernie with you. Remember that, uh, what was that called? Blue collar comedy tour. Yes. And it was like one of the words that big Bill Ingvall said and it was witcha, did you? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh? you didn't bring your boat witcha, did you? <laughs> anyway. I love him. Hey, he's uh, crazy fun. Welcome in. Welcome in. It's a big, uh, Wednesday morning. It means we're, uh, you know, getting close to that halfway point. What? One day before my favorite day of the week. That is pre-Friday, but yeah. pre Friday. Yeah. We'll make it work. Pre Friday is pretty good. Hey, look, um, not much rain in the forecast and very hot today 93 tomorrow 94 by the way yes area off the coast of north carolina being watched for tropical development but but what but what man but that, what that one's not gonna affect us okay there good. is a little part of drama and mm-hmm. forming off the coast of south america off uh-huh. like the northeastern coast of that continent we're gonna be watching so you know what If you need any reminder just to live your life, just live your life today. Just live your life, people. (laughs) You
12: know. You don't know what's next in 2020. I know. uh, It's a little weird out there. That's right. It's going to be a a busy
0: day today. Um, Over in Washington, D.C. this morning, we're going to hear the GOP plan for police reform. It's led by South Carolina's Tim Scott, um, the only black member of the GOP delegation um, in the Senate there. Only black senator from the GOP is what I was trying to say, but I had a little Uh, mental train wreck.
12: Um, eh. Okay. in this whole show, like us together, a mental train ride. Yes, and you know what? People yes. are lining up to sponsor it. Right, so, it, so we welcome must be to your Wednesday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so we're going to hear uh, about that. This comes on the heels yesterday. The president uh, signed an executive order about the mm-hmm. same thing. So the big issue is chokeholds. Okay. And, you know, um, obviously we saw, which, by the way, what we saw with, with George Floyd was not even a chokehold. It was so much worse, you oh, know, with God, yeah. just so much pressure put on the man's back and his neck. Um Obviously, the first images we saw was from the first video. So you right. just saw the one officer on his neck. And then you saw that other view where there were two other officers on his back. That's not even a chokehold, but the president has gone a step further and, you know, to say mm-hmm. um, they would withhold federal funding from any department that did not ban the use of them unless it was a case of life or death involving the officer. Mm-hmm. Um, we heard a, a soundbite from Bill Cassidy where he says, or Senator Bill Cassidy, where he says, you know, if you have a, uh, an officer who may be a female 120 pounds and she can't get this a uh, large man right you know under control then in that situation her life could be in danger so we'll see what happens with tim scotts bill and that's gonna come out a little bit later on this morning uh we're gonna talk legal issues coming up with our legal expert mm-hmm, loretta powers mm-hmm, we're gonna run mm-hmm. through a few different things including a move by facebook to fire an employee who took a stand that facebook did not remove some of trump's posts well mark zuckerberg said that i've been very clear it's not what we're doing it's not what we want to do on our platform twitter can do their own thing and you fight mm-hmm. so anyway we're going to get to that um, here in a couple minutes of course winging it wednesday brought to you by labi we're going to talk to Stephen handwork uh, you know i'm anxious in what he hears because he's brought this up a time or two not even talking about this issue specifically but the workforce protections For LGBTQ people, right? You know, he identifies in that category. Mm -hmm. He's a gay man, lives in our area. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm interested in kind of what he thinks, what what people he knows are saying about it. Step in the right direction. I I would I would bet he's going to say yes. So we're going to
12: yes, we're going to find
0: about that. But I also want to start to ask about, you know, we're marching on in November. You know, I love every time we talk to him, I love to sort of take the temperature and say, who's working in the state? You know what? Mm -hmm. Which one of the Democratic contenders are are doing work? So now it's the presumptive nominee is Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. And um, is he doing enough? This is a state that loves President Trump. Yeah, Um, you're which is you you kind of devise all of defies all logic because Mm -hmm. you have a a Democrat governor. But guess what? The Democrat governor has made it a point to talk about his relationship with the president and doing Mm -hmm. things for our state. Um, but
12: boy, I, a lot of Trump people are like, mm, I know, I don't uh, like John Bell.
0: I, uh, yes. Yes. I mean, well, no, and I didn't mm-hmm. say that part had to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, no, but John I, Bell. I you. He's no political novice. Right. He's got to he's got to play fair. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I remember whenever a uh, Trump was in, I guess the last time he was in the state was when he was in Lake Charles at that new LNG plant. Yeah, I think so. And it was before the actual election had happened for governor. And so all these Edwards commercials start running in that market. Thanking the president for coming and realizing the importance of energy and what Louisiana can do to the nation's energy sector. And you kind of sit back and you're like, man, whoever's consulting you (laughs) (laughs) knows what they're doing Um, anyway. All right. So uh, Loretta Powers is on deck. We're going to take a quick break and then we will talk to her about some legal issues across the country. And then we march forward with the Katie Morning News on this Wednesday morning,
1: happy you're with us, and buckle up—it's gonna be a ride. News Talk 96.5 KPHL. Depend on it.
0: So, legal issues across the country—we always up to check in with Loretta Powers to take a look at some of the stories making headlines. Um, good morning to you, Loretta. First of all, how are you doing? I mean, are we? Are you working from home? Are you going somewhere? Are you doing Zoom calls? What's your situation? <laughs>
13: court starts in about a week we're still doing zoom hearings um i'm working from home personally but uh some people decide to go to the office mm-hmm.
0: and that's all right how are those zoom hearings because you know a lot of times you get you got to get all dressed up you got to you got to oh, yeah. do your hair you got to go to the courthouse you got to park you got to feed the meter i mean all these things but guess what? You could do it from the comfort of your home. I'm telling you, Loretta, if I was in a Zoom hearing, I would not be wearing the matching pants to my suit. <laughs> I'd probably be wearing some shorts and a jacket, you know? Yeah,
13: no, the judge actually commented on how I was like one of the only dressed person that they saw. <laughs> I mean, the counsel was actually in a sweatshirt. So oh. the judge actually ruled very favorable <laughs> position, Sweet. I think, because of that.
0: The judge is in a robe. All right, we gotta keep Loretta on speed dial if we ever need a, some representation. She, we know she's gonna at least fake her sweatshirt right. off. You know? All right. So um a big ruling this week, um it, well I guess it actually happened last week, but you know still hearing about the reverberations through this and it is um the the decision that employers cannot fire individuals for being members of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, what does this mean? And is there still fallout? or no a bunch of people weren't happy with this one.
13: Yeah, well, it was actually Trump's Supreme Court nomination, Neil Gorsuch, who actually issued this opinion. I think it's a really good deal because lower courts have ruled that it's implied in the original statute that LGBTQ plus is already included in the Civil Rights Act on the basis of sex. After all... Uh, if a woman is dating a woman and she's fired, however, she's dating a man and not fired, that is discrimination on the basis of sex. So I think the only fallout is, hey, look, it's kind of Congress's job to write this into the statute. The Supreme Court kind of hijacked it. But I think it just depends on how you read the existing statute.
0: That, because what they did was basically just affirm what a lot of people said was already standing. It wasn't necessarily like this brand new thing that they decided. Exactly. Another um, Supreme Court issue. They will not reexamine doctrine that shields police. Obviously, the protests that are happening nationwide. We know a police bill will be unveiled a little bit later on this morning. Why is this one so important?
13: have sovereign immunity, meaning if they are acting within the scope of their employment, they cannot be sued. But what happens if they go outside of that scope? What happens if they use excessive force? Well, right now, there's a doctrine of qualified immunity. Now, the Supreme Court back in the 80s kind of created this out of thin air. They definitely hijacked Congress's job on this one. And they said, well, if excessive force is used, we're also going to decide, hey, was it reasonable and if that's the case then they cannot be sued of course you have uh, people with the movements of black lives matter they think that excessive force should never be used so they were really hoping that the supreme court would take
0: up this issue all right i don't want to take up too, of you, too much of your time because you have to get dressed for a hearing i'm right. sure. <laughs> um but facebook has fired an employee who protested in action on a trump post you know we're talking about we often talk about social media as this you know large umbrella and all these different sites But, you know, you look at two of the biggest players, Twitter and Facebook, doing very different things when it comes to content by the Trump campaign, the president himself, and some employees are not happy about it.
13: Yeah, Facebook news, you know, it's my favorite soap opera about computer (laughs) nerds. So in today's episode, it it all goes down to Trump's tweet. You know, whenever the looting starts, the shooting starts. He wanted that taken down because he thought it incited violence. Zuckerberg was like, "Eh, we kind of want that up there because it's a warning of how state actors are going to act if somebody loots. So we kind of want that as a warning at the end of the day it's it's free speech, and they're Facebook is kind of cutting down on that mm-hmm.
0: interesting. very interesting hey, Loretta Powers. it's always great talking to you thanks so much thank you all right gosh those some cool. calls I know and you know what really you're going to court you're going in front of a judge and you're wearing a sweatshirt right I would walk in I'd say, uh excuse me, just want to verify you are um you are def- the def- defendant's counsel right um <laughs> You lose. Okay. <laughs> 626 uh, now at News Talk 96.5. KPL. Hey, the Seize the Deal spring auction is going on right now at yes. KPAL965.com. You just click on auction. Go get a Some deal. great discounts mm-hmm. there. Um, I love when these auctions come up because... There's always a little home improvement project maybe I've been putting sure. off several years ago. Um, I actually, during one of the auctions, had someone come over and refinish my back patio. Mm-hmm. And it's about that time again. Ooh. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And Father's, Father's Day. Father's Day's this weekend. I'm um, burning. You need to forward that to Sarah and just say, ooh. You know what hey, Rob just Sarah. mentioned? Um, anyway.
12: Oh, speaking of which, the new two o'clock uh, time thing that I'm doing. Correct. That new show thing. You need the the pledge by your lovely little child. Mm-hmm. Can you put that in in this log permanently? You want it every day. I think that we need to have that every day.
0: You know, I'll, I'll tell you, the older that I get, the more I appreciate the pledge. Yeah. And yeah. I love that I have push that onto my children right that right. they love the pledge too now if you remember the when we taught them the pledge it felt like a prayer to them which i you know think because is you lovely. just do it by memory okay and yeah, it's just right there sure so they just started saying you know amen and i think that's pretty cool so they're just adorable by the way, and I, I, I think everybody needs to hear that every day i just put it in hey you you want to hear a little preview yeah i do want I want to okay. I, I do here it is
13: you're listening to Up Close with Bernadette Lee, a pledge of allegiance to the flag of the United States
12: of America. And to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all, amen. Have a good afternoon, Acadiana.
0: All right, she See, was so excited about just, doing that for you, by it's the way. awesome. We're, no, we're setting her up because, you know, maybe in the next couple of years, right. we'll bring her in, uh-huh. we'll lay out some candidates, we'll make her start picking picks. Uh huh. <laughs> making, <laughs> making political uh-huh. picks. All right, it's 628 now at News Talk 96.5 <laughs> KPL. The headlines are coming up, including some national news. That's just ahead. On Acadiana's morning news.
1: This is the place where all opinions are welcome. Every color gets through, and people on all sides of the issue can hash it out. And if you don't think you have a voice, you're wrong. It can be heard now by calling 232 1542. That's 232 1542. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from Cape 965com 96 Hi today, 93 degrees. Your full weather
0: forecast is coming up after bottom of the hour news, but to catch you up on some things, making headlines around the country this morning, Senate Republicans will unveil their police reform package a little bit later on this morning, South Carolina's Tim Scott, the only black GOP member in the Senate is leading the party's effort to bring changes to local policing following the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. He'll be joined at a morning press conference by Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and other Republican leaders. Quote, without police, there is chaos. Those are the words from President Trump as he signed an executive order on police reform amid nationwide protests. It sets high standards for using force, including a ban on chokeholds, except for when an officer's life is at risk. It will also create a national database for excessive force complaints. Trump said he's strongly against dismantling or dissolving departments saying there's only a tiny number of bad cops. There's new hope for some of the sickest coronavirus patients fighting to survive. A commonly used and widely available steroid is proving to be the first life-saving drug. Dexamethasone cut the risk of death by a third for those on ventilators and a fifth for those on oxygen. The UK government has about 200,000 courses of the drug in its stockpile and plans to make it available to patients. You can read more on this story at kpel965.com. At least twenty-four states are dealing with a spike in coronavirus cases, but the White House says the outlook is still good. Officials believe the disease can be kept under control and that the nation is prepared for a second wave should it come. President Trump predicts a vaccine and cure will happen by the end of the year. In fact, he says the economic recovery will put the US in a quote stronger position than before the pandemic. A statue in Albuquerque is being taken down hours after a protester was shot. He was among a group trying to topple the statue of a Spanish conquistador. The victim is said to be in stable condition. The suspected gunman behind bars, Mayor Tim Keller, calls removing the statue a, quote, urgent matter of public safety. The nation's largest utility company just confessed to killing 84 people and starting California's worst wildfire in its history. Entire town of Paradise was nearly wiped out in 2018. It's what drove PG&E into bankruptcy last year. The CEO told a court yesterday his company accepts responsibility and apologized to families of the victims. Sentencing set up for later this week, PG&E could pay up to $4 million in penalties. A pair of Oklahoma attorneys are pushing to have safety measures in place for President Trump's rally in Tulsa this weekend. The lawyers filed a lawsuit to pressure BOK Center's operator to enforce social distancing and face masks at the event. Trump has held off on holding campaign rallies because of the respiratory illness. Saturday will be his first since March. And finally, the International Space Station getting a new toilet. NASA's new universal waste management system is a big upgrade in both fit and function to the 1990s model that's currently in use. The design is better suited to mixed gender crews, has tow bars so astronauts can anchor themselves to the toilet in microgravity, and it safely processes the waste into the spacecraft's recycling system. NASA plans to deliver the new toilet to the space station in the fall. It will remain on the
11: ISS through the end of the space station's lifetime. Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana today. Temperatures are going to be pushing their way into the lower 90s. We'll probably hit up somewhere around 93 degrees, which puts us in very similar territory to the last couple of days. Winds from the north today at 5 to 10 miles an hour, keeping any kind of shower activity pretty confined to the coastline. I think we'll go about 10% on your rain chances here through the afternoon. Lows tonight get down to around 69 with mostly clear skies and getting ready to do it all over again tomorrow. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on Talk 96.5 k What about that space
0: toilet? Um,
12: That's hilarious, but it reminds me of the episode of Big Bang where Howard Wolowitz okay. designs a space toilet, mm-hmm. so he's got to test it out. Okay, So he uses his mom's meatloaf. Well, the space what? toilet that he builds is not correctly. They're trying to figure out what is the problem in space. Mm-hmm. So he activates the thing and it shoots the meatloaf up to the ceiling. Well, it's just randomly in like the next 20 minutes, they're in the middle of a conversation and the meatloaf
0: just falls on them. (laughs) Space toilet, Space Force, and space toilet. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, women, wives, girlfriends Uh who would love for there to be something like that (laughs) so that the the pee don't go everywhere. Is
12: it really made by Dyson?
0: Well, (laughs) <laughs> Sounds like a good time. All right. Hey, uh, your weather update is brought to you by Overhead Door Company of Lafayette. They'll work for you. Trust no one else over your head. You'll want to have the best. Overhead Door Company of Lafayette.
1: News Talk 96.5, KPL, right now traffic.
0: And we're still getting the all clear on the roads of Acadiana. I don't know if it's because there's fewer people out driving today or what's hmm. going on, but I'll take it. If there's anything we need to know about any. I don't know, signals, traffic signals that are out or something we just don't know about. Hey, give us a call at 232-1542 so we can pass it along. 635 now at News Talk 96.5 KPEL.
13: Uncle Dan. Mom. Dad. If you store your guns properly so not just anyone can get to them. I'll feel safer when I'm playing outside. Safer when walking home.
5: Safer when my friends come over. As your neighbor,
3: I'll feel safer.
13: As a school teacher, I'll feel safer. We'll all feel safer.
3: Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting
6: on you. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.
0: To 6:38 here on this Wednesday morning, and some back and forth that has gone on for years and years between North and South Korea came to another kind of violent end. There was a new building that had recently been built um, was blown up by the North um, two years ago. Um, this office was built to improve relations, and Simon Owen looks like we're sort of going in the opposite direction. He joins us this morning from London. Good morning to you.
14: Good morning.
0: So tell me about, was there some sort of provocation we don't know about, or is it just... Are they just crazy? Yeah, the situation we're in. What happened?
14: Hmm. The North Koreans are saying that uh, this is part of a, an ongoing dispute. For the past few weeks, they've been complaining vocally about defectors, people who leave North Korea, move to South Korea, and then some of them become activists. And one of the tactics that these activists use is they get giant balloons, and they fill them with propaganda, with leaflets criticizing North Korea's leadership, with USB sticks containing international movies efforts to basically show North Koreans who live in this highly controlled very secretive country where they have very limited uh, exposure to the outside world, these balloons carry material that gives them a hint about what the rest of the world might be like and they can really be very eye-opening. And North Korea has in recent weeks been calling these defective activists who do this human scum. It's been furious with South Korea for letting them do this. But the curious thing with this is is that this has been going on for years. This is not a new tactic by these activists and so that is leading to some speculation among analysts who watch North Korea from the outside that you know the, the, the way they've been responding and as you mentioned blowing this building up as as one of the responses, that is not necessarily, I mean, they say it's just about these defectors, but the suspicion is that there's more to it, that North Korea's economy is facing new crises, new devastation, with international sanctions about its nuclear weapons still in full effect, and maybe even a serious coronavirus outbreak at the same time. And so some experts reckon that this is a distraction, an, an effort to distract people in North Korea from their own government's failings.
0: You know, it's it seems like North Korea, the one thing that I think they're good at on the international stage is symbolism. You know, and and that's even though they're they haven't fired weapons into South Korea, they use the nearby, you know, bodies of water to you know, threaten folks from the South, threaten the United States even. But this terrain in between the North and South it's not like there's an interstate between the two. I mean, it's very mountainous in that area. Of course, there's the DMZ, which we have seen. But, you know, some folks have compared it to the desert area between Mexico and, and Texas or Mexico and our southern border where, you know, if you make it across that, that's already a, an accomplishment just because of the terrain.
14: Well, I mean, yeah, it's a broad um, strip of land, a demilitarized zone, um, and actually it is one of the most heavily armed areas in the world. And depending on where you are, it can be a couple of miles wide or it can be much thinner uh, than that. But it is this, this, this mark which was laid out at the end of the... Korean, uh, when, the, when the Koreas were split, this was where the line was, was going to be. And so there is this heavily fortified border. And this particular building that's, that's in the news now was actually in North Korea. It was on the North Korean side of the border. And it was part of that flurry of diplomacy a couple of years ago when Kim Jong-un of North Korea was traveling and meeting with President yep, Trump yep. and meeting with the South Korean president. And one of the results of that was that they agreed to set up this, they called it a joint liaison office, kind of like a joint embassy just, just in North Korea and North Korean officials moved in, South Korean officials moved in and they worked for a while side by side. It was kind of symbolic, but it was a notable symbol of cooperation. Uh, that is the building that North Korea has now destroyed. Uh, I think it's worth saying that this isn't some kind of tiny office or makeshift structure. This was a four-story, glass-fronted, gleaming building renovated two years ago uh, at the expense of South Korean taxpayers, and now we have North Korean State TV today airing video from multiple angles of the moment it was destroyed with explosive
0: All right, Simon Owen from London. We appreciate your time today, and uh, appreciate your reporting as always. Thanks a lot. All right, six forty-two now. News talk ninety-six five so And you know what? That's that is a clarification because when I first heard it, you know, I yeah. was thinking about those little—they're not huts, but I mean, like little maybe five hundred square foot little buildings that mm. they have at the DMZ. Yeah, I thought it was one of those. I didn't realize it was a whole building. And right, you know, it, it will of course lead people to ask, hey. Um does all the effort, you know, from the rest it's of the It's called world the world last mile. Was, and this
12: week um, link. I'm sorry I That's accidentally okay. hit that button. Um
0: all, all the efforts from governments from around the world, whether it's Japan, whether it's the United States, mm-hmm. South Korea, I mean, has all that stuff I mean, was it all just for kind not. of failed for nothing, you know?
12: Anyway. Do they do it for attention in a way? Because as Simon was saying, you know, how bad
0: things are there. But you know, it's it's their own creation. You know, I know. It's like a Disney world of a country mm-hmm. where you have these big buildings that are built and not a single person ever goes inside. Yeah, you know? anyway. I know. All right. It's 643 coming up the Cape topic train. That's after Kim Commando. Stay with us. If I learn how to press the button, too, <laughs> it's called I'm sorry. the last mile.
15: And this weak link is the reason why most people don't have super fast connection speeds in their homes. But 5G is about to change everything. Your Wednesday consumer tech update is brought to you by save Designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24-7. Go to simplysavekim.com and get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. Getting very high-speed data lines into every home Is an expensive problem because of the cost of upgrading the lines in the neighborhoods enter 5g it's not only for smartphones it will also wirelessly connect the internet to your home verizon t-mobile and at&t's 5g will offer what's called fixed wireless access it's an alternative to cable modems using 5g for blazing fast gigabit speeds to our homes so in neighborhoods not yet wired with fiber it may never be necessary and today 5G is deployed in 31 cities, at least another 30, coming by the end of the year. I'm Kim Commando. We're all in uncharted territory looking for ways to support our communities. At Dell Technologies, we're making sure small businesses have the right tech solutions. Dell Technologies Advisors are here for you, from helping small businesses stay connected and productive while working remotely with Windows 10 and Microsoft Teams, to rapidly deploying remote work solutions that limit upfront costs with Dell Financial Services. We're standing by you every step of the way. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you need a pair of premium wireless earbuds and Raycon is the way to go. Raycon start at about half the price of other premium brands on the market, and they sound just as amazing. Their everyday E25 earbuds are their best model yet. With six hours of playtime, more bass, and a comfortable, noise-isolating fit, you can rock all day long. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash Kim. That's buyraycon.com slash Kim. Buyraycon.com slash Kim.
1: KPL Topic Train is running right on time, driven by Bruce Hart Poche LLP, certified public accountants. Gotta love the Love Train song.
0: Good morning, you. Mm-hmm. Bernie, a survey found these are the five things that are the best Air. about getting older. Okay. You know, sometimes people have issues with their age. I know some people they fudge it. You know, mm-hmm. and fudging two or so years. You know, maybe when you're just past, like past like a benchmark year, I think is all right. Once you mm-hmm. get into, like, seven or eight years, it's a little bit suspect. <laughs> you can't fudge it that much. Wait a second. Uh, you were 41 in 1999, you know? Anyways. Uh, so uh, this survey says more life experience. And you're wiser about making decisions as you get older. I think People so. People love that. Okay. Um, being comfortable in your own skin. Yes, you stress over wrinkles, but you still end up feeling more confident than the 20-something who's still oh, trying to figure things out. It is so true. So true. Having a greater sense of gratitude for the little things, Oof, and study amen. after study after study, say that the more thankful we are, the happier we are. Be yep. Thankful for every day. That's my big G every day. The more independence you have, and more freedom you have, mm-hmm. you don't. I was literally just telling my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I think it's. I think I'm ready to maybe devote some time to this on the show. we we've talked about it before, but. Uh, my grandmother is battling dementia, yeah. and it is it is taking her away from us so quickly. And luckily, my mom doesn't have kids at home anymore, yeah. so she can spend every single weekend with her. Right. You know, from Friday morning to Sunday evening, that's, that's what she does. Right. And I tell her every time that it gets hard, you know, because it's a hard thing to deal with, I always say, Mom, at least you have nothing, no one else. My stepdad is like, that's where you need to be. Don't worry about mm-hmm. me. I'm good. Go do that. Yes. No kids at home that you have to feed, you know, all that, those things you got to do. Yeah. So, you know what? You got to be thankful and you have that freedom to do what you need to do. And finally, you just learn to let things go. Or in other words, you figure out what's important and you don't sweat the small stuff.
12: Yes, it's true. Unless Sometimes you have a morning a show partner and you come in and you're like, hey, let me come <laughs> <laughs> But
0: you know what? We work through things, you know. We do. Rob. We do. We light candles. I mean, and we hang out. I vote no. you off the island, send you <laughs> to the afternoon, but we work through things. So, thirty-two percent of us, in another study, say they we've given another driver the finger in traffic. Okay, okay so
12: um, I haven't done it in a while. Mm-hmm. Just saying, but it has happened.
0: Yeah, All right. I'm trash. Um, Total trash. Thirty-four percent of people say they've honked at someone for driving too slow. Uh huh. Eighteen percent admit to tailgating something. I say admit because that number, you know, is higher. A twelve percent of cut in front of a bunch of people who are waiting in line to merge. Oh, what you don't play stupid? Oh, <laughs> I didn't realize after people that big like old arrow. Annoy mint.
5: me.
12: I never realized. People like you annoy me. You know what you are? Traffic hogs.
0: Um. <laughs> You know what I will do, though, if the lane is merging over?
12: I don't know. I didn't know I was supposed to get in this lane. I will straddle
0: that lane uh-huh. so someone can't pass. I will Because ultimately, that too. you're just causing more problems
12: for yes. everyone else, all right? Yes. Uh, yes. But, seven, but you have to put that in a bubble and blow it away eventually. Yeah, I know.
0: 7% <laughs> of people have driven on the shoulder to get around traffic. Okay. That's illegal. Don't do it. Not You'll only that, over. but it's
12: idiotic. It's stupid. You could hurt somebody. You could also
0: pick up something in your tire. <laughs> That's what I always Hello? think about, you know? Yeah. Where do you think all the trash goes? Mm-hmm. Off to the shoulder. Trashy people um, ride on the shoulder of the roadway. Now, these are the people who are despicable, okay? okay. 7% say they've dinged a car and drove away.
12: Why not? Uh, you know,
0: wow. Um, 4% say they've keyed a car.
12: Yeah. Hey, those people are mean. Um, how? What percentage is that? 7? You know,
0: I'm going to be Four? honest, Byrne. I really keep what? my cool in Lafayette traffic. Yes. Because one time I got really frustrated because there was a guy and he had his probably two-year-old okay standing in the front seat that's and i got really frustrated and i'm you know and i want to you want to do this like you want to look at them and be like really throw your hands up and be like you're the dumbest guy i've ever seen really what are you doing here man okay um and then i tell myself you know what maybe they're on the way to the emergency room and the Mm. child just had a seizure that's what i I mean you try to someone tailgates me you know what i say Someone mm-hmm. might be in labor. I'm just gonna move away, mm-hmm. right? Um, and every time I've had the urge to do something like that, yes, I realize have. I'm wearing a capel shirt, and so then <laughs> I say no, maybe I shouldn't do that. Hey, Father's Day is coming up, and a gift card to spa is is just what he wants uh, because Dad loves massages too. Right? He needs to relax too. Dad never I'm speaking gets speaking as a dad.
12: You know, um, Dad never gets any. He never gets enough time. He never gets enough alone time. You know, and we're like, hey, dad, what about this? What about
0: this? Fix I mean, this. Kill this bug. Yeah. You know? <sighs> so anyway, they are following all the precautions at Spa right they there on Collie Saloom. Also have disposable masks available if you need one mm-hmm. when you go in. If you don't want to get out, you can call ahead. If you need some products, they bring it to you curbside. Spa is an award-winning Aveda salon offering many things for dad, including massages, facials, pedicures, haircuts, and styles. Remember last year, I had that. They said, "Come on, Rob, come have the gentleman's facial." Mm-hmm. It was the most intense thing I've ever dealt with, though it was it was <laughs> it felt good after. But I'm sitting there thinking, if this is what you women go through uh, to look yeah. good for us, uh-huh. then I appreciate it even more. See? Help Dad unwind from all the stress and everyday anxiety, everything going on right now with a gift card to Spa Mizzon. You can call him at nine eight one. 0609, that's nine eight one oh six oh nine. or visit them at 2319 Collie Saloon Road in Lafayette. That's not far from the intersection with um, Ambassador Caffrey. They've been there forever. They were like the original, they were the trendsetters. They were. They used to be oh in the Oh my middle gosh, of nowhere, yes, in the middle of nowhere. And now everywhere is built up around them. Mm-hmm.
12: You're going to have a great time as spammazon. So nice. Oh, and those shirts. Mm-hmm. Have you ever put on the shirt there? Yeah, It's like a
0: bamboo shirt. And it's so I'm trying to say, just add this to my tab. I'm walking out with it, <laughs> you know? Anyway. Uh-huh. All right, 6.55 coming up, Winging It Wednesday, brought to you by our friends at LABI. Hey, by the way, did you know LABI could help you with employee benefits? Well, that's something we're going to tell you about coming up in the next hour. Mm-hmm. Stephen Hanwork, our guest, nice. executive director of the state Democrat Party. We'll ask him some questions and ask... How's he going to defeat Trump? Or how is his candidate going to defeat Trump in <laughs> November? I was going to say, what's he going to do? I was going to say it's not, it's not going to be Steven himself, but we'll see what happens. All right. <laughs> 656 now at Newstalk 965 KPL stream online at KPEL 965. The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net.
3: On Monday, the Supreme Court sided with California in declining to hear an appeal by the Trump administration on a statewide sanctuary law. Now, the upshot is that, at least for now, California can continue its policy of state and local law enforcement refusing to cooperate with federal immigration agencies. The Los Angeles Times editorial board was giddy over this decision. Within hours, they celebrated with an editorial accusing Trump of waging a mean-spirited, costly, and unnecessary war against the illegal immigrants. Now, let me caution those of you who, like the LA Times, think this battle is over and who believe the left has won the sanctuary city law fight once and for all. Over the past few weeks, Americans all across the great country have seen lawlessness on display. We have seen a police precinct overrun by thugs and hooligans in Seattle. We've seen it set on fire. We've seen looting, arson, vandalism, violent attacks on business owners go unchecked as elected blue city Democrat leaders choose to sit on their asses and refuse to restore order or defend lives and property. I'm going to guarantee you something. Millions of law-abiding Americans are appalled, and this Supreme Court ruling just adds to their disgust. So don't doubt me. They're waiting until November to demonstrate the amazing political power of disgusted voter pushback against leftist human debris. It'll happen. During this time of massive change, you should know that Zip Recruiter's focus has not changed. They are still doing what they've always done helping people find work and helping businesses find the right people for their open roles. Now, if you're looking for a job, Zip Recruiter is working with you to find the right job faster. They're dedicated to helping you get hired from caretaking to delivering food and goods to building medical facilities, supplying protective equipment, so many other opportunities as well. In fact, ZipRecruiter's app will send you up-to-date job openings so you can be one of the first to apply. And if you're actively hiring, ZipRecruiter will invite candidates to apply to your most urgent roles, making it faster and easier to reach the people you need. By connecting people who need jobs and companies that need people, ZipRecruiter is working with all of us. So we can keep moving forward. See it come together. ZipRecruiter.com slash work together. That's ziprecruiter.com slash work together. We're working for you around the clock to keep you informed. We are
12: a KDNS home for news and talk. KPEL FM Brokerage, Lafayette.
2: Yet another plan for reforming police. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. This one due out this morning comes from the Senate, led by Republican Tim Scott, who's urging Democrats to work with him to improve police accountability and transparency.
16: If they are more interested in having the issue than the solution, that tells me that
2: partisan politics and November is more important than solving the issues. Democrats are working on their own version today.
7: The House Judiciary Committee is expected to advance the Justice in Policing Act, a wide-ranging bill that includes a national database for reported police misconduct, and it limits qualified immunity, making it easier for police officers to be sued. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell says it's a non-starter.
2: Fox's Jared Halpern, this is the day after President Trump's executive order.
3: Encouraging police departments nationwide to adopt the highest professional standards to serve their communities.
2: Democrats critiqued it as modest, not going far enough. Another Confederate monument was torn down last night in the protests in Richmond, Virginia. The coronavirus keeps spiking up in some states to record levels from Arizona to Texas to Florida.
17: Fox's Evan Brown live in Broward County. Yeah, Dave, Florida is seeing at least a 1,000, even more than 2,000 new coronavirus cases daily for a number of days now. And Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says it isn't unexpected.
5: You know, I made the point that as you test more, you will see more cases because you're identifying those subclinical cases that just would not have been tested.
17: Desantis isn't stopping the statewide plans to continually reopen, but in Miami, where the highest concentration of cases have been, the mayor is delaying the start of phase three.
2: Dave. Yeah, but in China, a growing outbreak like in Beijing has shut schools, canceled flights, closed off some neighborhoods. Ask your Amazon smart speaker to play the news from Fox. America's listening to Fox News.
6: At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why.
2: Because our way works great
6: for us. But it may not work for your clients.
7: days before
2: president trump's first campaign rally since march in tulsa oklahoma that's had more than a million ticket requests a judge rejected a lawsuit trying to block it over coronavirus concerns.
18: This isn't about health and safety, and every reasonable person knows that. This is about the Democrats' hypocrisy in wanting to stop President Trump from returning to the campaign trail.
2: That's Trump, Trump 2020 senior legal advisor Jenna
3: Ellis. The rally is expected to draw a mostly unmasked crowd to the BOK Center that likely will not be socially distanced. Attorney Clark Brewster says the concern is this will become...
11: a. Hey super spreader event that would spread
3: the covid virus potentially across the northeastern part of oklahoma and other Places. attorney paul demuro says the goal is not to stop the president's event he needs
6: to abide by the social distancing guidelines of his own cdc
3: oklahoma's health commissioner urged face coverings and six-foot distances between people at the rally Grenell scott fox news
2: a condemned murderer is still alive this morning on death row in texas he wasn't supposed to be
7: the supreme court granting ruben gutierrez a reprieve about an hour before he was scheduled to die for fatally stabbing an 85 year old woman more than two decades ago the justices stepping in after gutierrez's attorney argued the texas prison system violated his first amendment rights by refusing to let a chaplain accompany him to the death chamber texas banning all clergy from the death chamber last year after the supreme court stayed the execution of another prisoner who requested a buddhist advisor be allowed in Gutierrez's execution remains on hold while the justices review his petition to have a spiritual advisor in the death chamber with him. Steve Rappaport, Fox News.
2: On Wall Street, stocks could rise again. Dow futures up more than 100 points the day after surging back over 26,000. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox
1: News. Your 24 7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now, the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center.
0: Good morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick with your headlines. We'll get up to 93 degrees today here in Acadiana. Your full weather forecast is coming up. A 17 year old from Brobridge sadly died yesterday while swimming with a group of friends near the Bayou Amy boat landing in Henderson. It happened just before noon yesterday, according to the St. Martin Parish Sheriff's Office. Authorities have identified the teen as Devon Baptiste. Witnesses say he showed signs of distress and then failed to resurface. That's when 911 was called. His body was found shortly after rescuers arrived on the scene. A one-time confirmed and admitted incoming LSU freshman who filmed himself screaming the N-word on camera. His name is Drew Dollar. He's from West Monroe. He will not be attending the state's flagship university come fall. LSU's blackmail leadership initiative applauds the university's decision. LSU has refused to comment further on the subject, citing privacy concerns. A study from Scripps Research Institute indicates that mutations in the strain of a coronavirus that's circulating in the U.S. right now may be much more infectious than its Wuhan
8: predecessor. Kevin Barnhart has that story. But how much worse is it? Approximately 10 times more infectious for human cells than the original one.
5: LSU Health New Orleans molecular geneticist Dr. Lucio Mila says the viruses that contain a mutated protein are much more stable.
8: It is more abundant because it doesn't fall apart.
5: He adds that letting the virus spread for herd immunity to develop is more dangerous than originally thought.
8: The more viruses are out there, the better the chance that one of them is going to hit on a mutation that makes it more infectious.
0: I'm Kevin Barnhart. Louisiana has now seen three straight days of COVID-19 hospitalizations. That metric used by health officials to track the actual rate of community spread. Assistant Health Secretary Dr. Alex Beu says their contact tracing data shows this is largely due to increased social interactions in recent weeks and possibly due to Memorial Day.
9: Moving around in the community, whether you're going to a phase two opened facility or not, just being out and about more is going to increase the risk that you're going to come in contact with someone with COVID, increase the risk that COVID spreads.
0: BU says it does not appear the recent increase in transmissions is disproportionately due to new clusters in nursing homes. Neighboring Texas and Arkansas have seen record-breaking increases in the
9: last week, and Bio says it could be foreshadowing for us. A lot of what they've done has preceded us by about two weeks. So I think as we're looking towards the future, and we're looking next door to see what the present looks like for them.
0: Statewide, the growth in cases has been the largest in Lake Charles, Alexandria, and the Monroe regions. B.U. says the recent upward trend here and the record spikes in neighboring states are important reminders. The pandemic is not over. And we need to continue wearing masks and social distancing.
9: If we don't take those personal actions, uh, then there's no reason to believe we'd be any different than our neighboring states in a week or two.
0: The U.S. Senate's lone African-American GOP member set to unveil police reform legislation this morning in response to the George Floyd protests. The legislation limits the use of chokeholds, requires officers to intervene if they see excessive force, and provides for more cameras. Senator Bill Cassidy says Tim Scott's bill is a necessary conversation.
10: People need to know that they are heard, and that which can be done to address on a federal level is done, and hopefully as well on state and local levels.
0: Yesterday, the president signed his own executive order blocking federal funds from heading to police departments that do not limit the use of chokeholds. Cassidy says he looks forward to the coming debate over policies and reforms and wants other states to take a look at New Orleans police's use of force.
10: Policy and their guidance. If Minneapolis had had the training of the NOPD, George Floyd would not have died.
0: Outside of one notable incident near the Crescent City Connection Bridge, there has been limited conflict between protesters and the NOPD since Floyd's death. Chokeholds feature prominently in both today's Senate legislation and the president's order,
10: but Cassidy says a total ban. Warrants further study that the officer is a female and she's 140 pounds and she's trying to control somebody who's 220 a male and aggressive or inebriated. Then there has to be something about that.
0: Democrats have attacked the GOP proposal, calling it too narrow. Instead, touting a more expansive House bill, we're told that would be dead on arrival in the Senate. There's new hope for some of the sickest coronavirus patients fighting to survive. A steroid is proving to be the first life-saving drug research have found. In some national headlines, a pair of Oklahoma attorneys are pushing to have safety measures in place for President Trump's rally that's happening in Tulsa this weekend. The lawyers filed a lawsuit to pressure BOK Center's operator to enforce social distancing and face masks at the event. Attorney Clark Brewster argued the rally is going to spread coronavirus, quote, without a question. Trump has held off on campaign rallies because of the respiratory illness, Saturday's will be his first since March. And finally, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is pushing against removing Confederate statues from the U.S. Capitol building. Speaking to reporters, McConnell explained it's, quote, nonsense that we need to airbrush the Capitol and scrub out everybody. He was talking about those with slavery connections from years ago. The Kentucky Republican noted that each state is allowed two statues and can trade them out if they want to. Both parties have been told and they're going to debate whether the monuments remain in the building. But McConnell has argued it should be a decision made by the individual states. This news update is brought to you by the T.J. Martell Foundation. Join the T.J. Martell Foundation in the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS. Your support helps save more lives. Visit tjmartell.org
11: to learn more. Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana today. Temperatures are going to be pushing their way into the lower 90s. Probably hit up somewhere about 93 degrees in the afternoon, which is pretty close to where we've been over the last couple of days here. Winds are going to come from the north at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. And with clear skies overnight, we'll get those lows down to around 69 degrees. Be on the lookout maybe for a quick passing shower with rain chances at about 10%. But most of that is going to be hovering around the coastline and, again, staying very, very isolated. That's how things are going to look for forward through the rest of the work week not too many issues out there temperatures will consistently sit in the lower 90s I mean, humidity seems to be running a tad lower than it was during the course of the weekend moisture starts to bounce back into the area though as we get to, uh, into saturday and sunday by sunday evening you we'll can see a couple scattered showers across acadiana from the storm team three weather lab i'm ktc meteorologist daniel phillips on news talk 96.5 KPAL.
0: Our weather update is brought to you by Matthew James Financial Group, Wealth Management and Retirement Planning. Just a phone call away at 366-8366. That's 366-8366. News Talk 96.5. kpl Right now, traffic. And uh, still no accidents or incidents to report to you at this point. Everything looks clear. The interstates look good. But if there's anything we need to know about, you can give us a call at 232 15 Hey, Dr. Phil here. I help people solve
6: difficult and trying personal problems every day on my TV show, but there's one problem that just got me stumped. Childhood hunger. Nearly 16 million children in America struggle with it. That's one in five kids who may not know where their next meal is coming from, despite the fact that there's more than enough healthy, nutritious food out there to feed them all. Now, I don't know about you, but that is unacceptable to me. Luckily, the Feeding America network of good people is out there collecting surplus food and giving hope to hungry children and their families at local food banks all across the country. But let's face it, they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org.
10: Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America.
1: We can do this together! Alright, let's go! Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh my gosh, you don't know! Oh, I know! You don't! Oh man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no! Making
11: sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel.
1: I will rock this! You will rock
11: this! To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov
1: slash the right seat. Cool, 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 very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. My suit can still make an impression.
13: And my lamp can bring others a bright future.
1: Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community. Goodwill.
9: Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council.
0: All right, it is Wednesday morning on Acadiana's Morning News, and that means we have a guests to come on, and we get to pepper them with questions for a whole hour. We call it Winging It Wednesday, and it's brought to you by LABI Today. uh, Stephen Hanwork, the executive director of the Louisiana Democrat Party, joining us on the phone. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Good morning. It's always good to talk to you and pick your brain about things going on in the country. It's too bad there's nothing to talk about today, Um, but, you know, we'll try to figure something out. (laughs)
19: We'll have to dig deep. Dig deep.
0: Okay. So let, just kind of scouring around, looking at some stories this morning. There is a story on Politico, and we're going to jump to a ton of topics this morning, um, uh, with Stephen, but I'm reading one of these headlines, and this is on Politico this morning, about two hours ago, and it says, Trump has a point about the polls. Now, once you read into it, you know, the the headline I think was maybe a little bit ambitious because. They're not saying there's a real problem. Obviously, we have this across the country, an average of an 8% difference, uh, Trump trailing Biden in a lot of these states. But when it comes to the battleground states, um, this writer, Stephen Shepard, says pollsters aren't deliberately skewing the surveys, but the polls showing Trump trailing Biden with an increasing margin, they're not phony either. But they could be making the same mistakes that happened in the 2016, and that is kind of... The the polls around there, which sort of overestimated the enthusiasm in that, especially in those battleground states. Um, What do you think about that as as someone who's sort of overseeing efforts of the party in our state? You're one of 50 executive directors of state parties. uh, Is that the case? And and what do you think is going on?
19: Well, look. I think anyone that is solely uh, uh, using polling data to uh, discern their efforts or drive their efforts probably's uh, missed the lessons of the past decade or more. Um, so, um, you know, just because they've been so wrong um, over the years and didn't take into account new factors and new ways of people moving about, um, so. Look, I think that right now we certainly are, are, are seeing some polls that certainly put a little bit of wind in our back, but that can't for a moment stop the fact that we've got to keep organizing. We've got to keep doing the work that Democrats know how to do. Um, we've got a lot of muscle memory when it comes to these things, but we've got to actually turn on the heat and keep the gas fully to the ground. It was not that long ago, uh, just about four years ago, where polls were telling us that Hillary Clinton was going to easily become our next president. And obviously, we know what happened there. So I think Democrats are um, certainly uh, uh, maybe have a little bit of extra spring in their step. But certainly right now, that just is uh, making them work just a little bit harder. Uh, Take maybe one more Zoom meeting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Apparently, that's all we do now is Zoom meetings Um, and, and, and work even harder to make sure that we're talking. To voters.
0: So I feel like one of the problems that the, the Democrat Party nationally has to contend with is the fact that a little bit later on this morning, we're going to have a bill from a Republican senator about police, about police reforms. Yesterday, we had a big announcement, a Rose Garden signing ceremony for an executive order about this. Now, you know, I'm no political analyst, but I've watched this happen um, if this wouldn't have happened, it would have been a great thing to campaign on. Look what Trump could have done. He could have done something, and now you you know you have him talking about it yesterday. You have the family of Ahmad uh, Arbery. He was the the guy down in Georgia that was shot. You know, not by police, but just by someone who lived in this neighborhood. You have his family coming out and saying he has real compassion. We met with him at the White House, and he said there's going to be change. Does that take a little bit? Uh, away from the playbook of the biden campaign who could have easily and i'm sure they would have loved to go out and say look he could have done something he's the president and he did nothing is this at least something
19: Oh well, wait, hold. You know, I, I think anyone that, that is that jaded in these things uh, uh, certainly needs to take a little bit of a bigger look at mm-hmm. at, at what it is we're doing. Um, we certainly welcome any changes that are going to help move the needle to help make this country more of what we all should be aspiring to. There's not one of us that takes any joy in any of those pieces. What yeah. we should be happy about is, is that there is conversation happening now, that there is a Republican U.S. senator that is actually helping lead the conversation. Now, will it go far enough? Um, I think that there's always the opportunity to say, well, I wish we could have gotten this one more piece in or we could have modified it in this way. But no, absolutely not. I think everyone in in my quarters and certainly the people that I run with are happy uh, that we're having these conversations, that we're taking this up. I think that this has to be a holistic approach. And all of the good things that we can do are things that we could and should be doing together on this. Uh, regardless of what jersey you wear so
0: then does that sort of set up biden to have some sort of statement today commending what's going to be announced a little bit later on this morning we haven't seen it yet with the executive director or is it just kind of election year politics that's not going to happen not in a million years
19: well, I don't first off, um, you know, um I, I, I haven't talked with uh uh with the vice president about this. Yeah, um yeah. you probably won't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Um but 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 I can say that look, I mean, he's got a campaign to run. He certainly um has uh given out um, compliments when they're there. The problem is, is that we're left with very few things to compliment. Um, so what we are here to do, though, is, is to keep our messaging straight. And I think that a lot of folks right now are wanting to know exactly how the vice president plans to lead on yes. this matter. That's how they want to hear, uh, just like they want to see from our president right now. They want to see him leading on this. Instead, we have a president who frequently says, coronavirus, not my responsibility. He frequently ducks these things claiming that he has no responsibility here at the end of the day he does the buck has to stop with him and that is where i think that that voters are really concerned and certainly paying attention in this election
0: what about the inability to have traditional campaign events because that this is something we haven't dealt with especially in modern politics i'm sure there was something i'm sure there were some campaigns even on the local levels or state levels back whenever the spanish flu happened that Maybe you didn't have your big events, but you know we haven't seen that in modern politics. The election year is normally full of things that we would have been seeing maybe a couple times a week already. When it comes to you know big uh, big rallies and and you know going into diners where people are eating and shaking hands, kissing babies, petting dogs, that's all a part of it. And I, I don't know. I think a lot of people are looking at enthusiasm for either one. I mean, Trump obviously has the stage every day because he's the president, but Is that enthusiasm there in your eyes?
19: Look, I I certainly am hearing it from voters, but it is a very different environment. You nailed it. Um, uh, Because of these larger scale rallies are going to take so much extra effort to keep people safe. More than anything, we have to also question the individuals who... um, may not go solely because they don't feel safe. They don't feel safe in, in large environments um, uh, with the, you know the open air and especially when people are not wearing masks, those sorts of things. So I think that for any of the politicos that are listening and are running races right now, I think that is the very difficult thing that they're trying to contend with is, okay, so if um, I'm not able to do these traditional things, such as these large-scale rallies, that they have to be smaller events. What are the things that I can do to still connect with the voters? And thank goodness that we do have technology. I mean, back in 1918, I don't believe that uh, we had social media uh, back then. Now, it's been around for a while, but I don't think anybody was tweeting back then. Well, there was Facebook, um, but it was just a photo album and pictures
4: <laughs> people's oh, faces. Oh,
19: yes. You had to scroll. Yep, yep. yep. I recall now. Yep, you're right. But you know what? But your angry
0: aunt could not mess with that. Could not mess with that Facebook like she can this Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Correct.
19: That's exactly right. Um, That's exactly right. (laughs)
0: Stephen Stephen Handwerk joins us here on the phone. We need to get a quick break in here. I want to talk about the Supreme court decision this week on LGBTQ and workplace protections. Um, you have been very passionate even on our show about these protections and how they didn't exist. Um, and kind of what I'm seeing, a lot of people were sort of surprised they didn't to start with. So we're going to talk to you about that when we return. You're listening to Winged It Wednesday, brought to you by LABI, right here on Newstock 96.5 k
1: Bacon and eggs, grit with extra butter. Uh, we'll do some toast and coffee. Oh, don't forget, a Katie had his morning news with Robin Bernie. Thank you so much. Oh, hey, can I get some orange juice? Orange juice. Yeah, cool. She heard me. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. But a little over a year ago, we realized she couldn't take
12: care of herself without our help. And well, how could I not be there for her? I had no idea how hard it would be, and just what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood, and even for me, ways to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics that got me started, but also information about the hurdles I was facing in this new role. I could even connect with experts and hear from others who had been in my place. I know this road we're on isn't an easy one, but I'm really happy to have the extra help for her and for me. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. This message is brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
7: I make learning a privilege, not a chore and frustration, a tool, not an obstacle.
3: I'm a teacher. I make more.
12: Make more. Teach. Visit teach.org. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council.
0: All right, it is 7.30 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. A little bit earlier on in the show, we talked to Loretta Powers, a legal analyst and we talked about the decision by the Supreme Court as far as workplace protections go for members of the LGBTQ plus community. And um, Stephen, you know, this is one of the things I remember exactly where I was sitting. You know, I was sitting on the other side of the studio. Bernie and I have switched spots and you were sitting about three feet away from me. And when you mentioned about the protections that didn't exist for someone who was gay in the workplace to be fired because they're gay, I'll be honest, um, Millennial Rob who I feel like is sees a lot of things, reads a lot of things, it's still, I I remember kind of looking at you and thinking, surely there's protection. I mean, surely uh, this is not something that just now popped up. It's been something, obviously, since, I guess, what, 70s and 80s, we've been talking about more in this country in a more mainstream way, but I guess I never even considered that protections wouldn't be there. Well, the Supreme Court this week affirmed that they fall in line with precedent set And that is sex-based discrimination. As Loretta Powers earlier explained, you know, if you have two different people, one is in a relationship with a woman, one is a relationship with a man, and the one in the relationship with the man is considered for more promotions, well, then that is sex-based discrimination, and that's what the Supreme Court said. So kind of give me your take on this. Um, I'm sure it was great news and, you know, maybe even a little bit of relief for yourself, sir.
19: Uh, Look, absolutely. I mean, for the better part of 25 years, this has been the issue that I have been working on um, and making sure that we had a more fair and just uh, world. Um, you know, I uh, have certainly seen uh, my uh, uh, own occurrences of discrimination uh, and that it has absolutely gotten better. Um, Rob, to your point, you know, the vast majority of Louisiana citizens thought that we already had these protections. Um, and so they were surprised to learn, much like you, that we don't. And at the end of the day, you know, I was talking, I was so overjoyed, obviously, uh, when marriage equality came uh, via the Supreme Court ruling uh, that I was super excited about it. But I think I came on your guys' program and many others shortly thereafter and said, well, I'm glad that I can now get married and really have the legal protections. Uh, that marriage uh, affords me and my husband, who, by the way, have been together for 19 years, um, it would be great um, uh, to be able to do that. But also, too, remember there are a lot of people that might get married on Saturday, but then fired on Monday, Um, and that's totally legal. Um, Well, no more. The Supreme Court says no more. Um, So every single one of our states now is covered. Um, And we had a lot of a patchwork situation where there were protections in Shreveport, there were protections in New Orleans. Now every single person is now protected. They're going to be judged on the quality of their work uh, versus um, any of their uh, uh, personal attributes. And what's especially good, I think, too, is is that this also covers um, those in the transgender gender community, which is incredibly important because, um, you know, those immutable characteristics that individuals have, and as they identify, having those protections in the workplace um, is something that will certainly help us, but also has been used as a divisive tool inside uh, the LGBT community from, in my opinion, the right, because they would try and divide us and say, well, we'll consider it being okay for gay men and women, but we're not going to go that far as to protect uh, those uh, and their gender under identity. So this was a sweeping uh, change. I'm incredibly excited about it. That it was a 6-3 decision is even more important, I think, for us. Uh, knowing that one of Donald Trump's own appointees uh, to the court, uh, Neil Gorsuch, agreed uh, and actually wrote the opinion uh, that uh, for the majority uh, is something that I also also think is worthwhile mentioning. So congratulations, uh, Donald Trump, Um I might have been wrong about Neil Gorsuch.
0: I want to ask though because I feel like we've had this conversation, you know, especially recently in talking about racial issues, um that in some cases you you may never understand if you're not a person that's a part of this community why it's so important. The same way you don't understand how someone, you know, who is black, understand, you know, thinks about certain issues in the country, and I think that's why it's so uncomfortable because we like to feel like We can understand anything. We can grasp it. You can explain it to us. And then I can say, yeah, you know what? I hear what you're saying. In many of these cases, I think especially now, you know, Stephen, is the whole topic of transgender because it is confusing. It's something that is even more new than, you know, gay and lesbian Americans, which we've been talking about for much longer. And and things have been a little bit safer to come out and talk about those things. But I'm never going to understand what that's like or what that discrimination feels like. And I think it's fair and okay for me to say that.
19: Yeah. So, I mean, first off, I think that it's important for me uh, as a white gay male to state that I don't for a moment think uh, that I can fully grasp and understand um, what it is like to be an African-American male um, and and the the discrimination uh, that takes place there uh, for African-Americans. What I can say is, and I think I can speak quite well on, is certainly the discrimination that the LGBT community uh, in our full rainbow uh, colors, especially this being Pride Month. Um, I I, I can certainly talk to my experiences, but um, there's been no time that I know of that any of the leaders in our LGBT community um, have tried to equate or try and say that our experiences are the same or even similar. Um, Many of the times we were able to hide. I mean, that closet uh, is notorious for containing a lot of individuals um, and um that is something that um is certainly something that I think provides empathy, Um, and I think that that is important in this uh, new world that we live in, where everyone seems to be going to their camps, right? Uh, You encamp with the liberals, or you encamp with the conservatives, and one of the things that we've lost in doing that, I think, is a lot of the empathy. I certainly think that these conversations that we're having right now, with the Supreme Court ruling, um, with the killing of George Floyd, I think those are inflection points that allow us as humans to become better at being humans we need to be listening more we need to be better allies and we need to be having these conversations with folks and yes even when they're uncomfortable
0: wouldn't you agree though that you know you're talking about people going back to their own camps wouldn't you agree though that the politicians and their campaigns especially in this pretty contentious election year already put people in those camps as well because they fundraise both parties yep. at the same exact moment money, we'll send me money, the same money, exact money, money, money. fundraiser email mm-hmm. but from two perspectives mm-hmm. you know and we had someone on yesterday who was like i was at my parents house in florida my dad gets this type of mailer my mom gets this, this type, type of, of mailer, mailer and i don't get any at all cuz i'm a registered independent you know and and maybe that's some of the failure of our of our system right now
19: Oh, I, I'm, you're not going to get any arguments from me on that. Um, you know, I frequently, if you watch my social medias at all, you will definitely notice that I frequently am making fun of uh, the ad agencies that are getting all of this business from folks. I get a lot of mail from Donald Trump, which is shocking to me. Um, you would think somewhere, somewhere, somehow, some uh, data geek uh, would have found that, oh, this guy's a little to the left he might not want to get this mail we might want to save that stamp but nope i still get a lot of it um but you're in but yeah, louisiana and your you're a point. male
0: you know i mean i under i would correct. understand why you fit two of the criteria correct
19: well you're married you're a married man in louisiana and a married, right, yes. exactly. right? Uh, so I, I i think that you know i think your point is certainly valid Uh but It also, too, I mean, I'll use the analogy uh, that I think works with this is, you know, you don't go drilling for oil uh, in a place that you know is dry. Right? You're going to want to actually send fundraising emails and you're going to want to send you know, direct snail mail and all that kind of stuff to fertile ground, uh, people that are, are, are likely to respond and do the things that you want them to do. Yeah. Um, regretfully, because of how we're set up in our, our political structure here, um, uh, politics needs money in order to operate.
0: Yeah. I want to talk about statewide issues and we're going to do that when we come back. We're joined by executive director of the state Democrat party, Stephen Hanwork. Uh, uh, tort reform is a big one. I mean, we kind of thought that was what we would be talking about, not the fact that the legislature couldn't meet for a while because of everything going on COVID wise. But we're going to get your insight on uh, where we are as a state and what is to come when we continue on winging it Wednesday right here on Acadianus Morning News.
1: Katie Anna's Morning News, part of a complete breakfast on News Talk 96.5. KPEL.
0: Winging to Wednesday is brought to you by LABI, and you can find out more about what they can do for you and your business right now at LABI.org. Click on the Benefits Center because they put you in control of your employee benefits from insurance, human resources, compliance solutions, even employee solutions. It's a one stop shop for what you need for employee benefits, and they can help you at LABI. Also, a wealth of information about the initiatives they're taking part in, those they support, and those they're fighting against for small business, large business, all business in Louisiana. LABI.org for more information, or you can always call them by reaching out to Elena LaCour at 225-215-6647. That's 225-215-6647
1: for more information about LABI. Moon Griffon, the news that was. People want to know how this happened. And the news that's now.
5: The attempted coup d'etat. Get a complete
1: and concise update tomorrow morning. Hi y'all all. Welcome to the Moon Griffon Show as we rock and roll. And it's another beautiful day in Louisiana. And we are honored to have our special
3: guest today, the President of the United States, President Donald Trump. I have to tell you, Moon, you have a great reputation. All my friends down there, I have a lot of them, they're saying, call Moon. It's an honor to do your show.
6: It really is great to be on the Moon Griffon. Show. I really—it's a big deal. You're a—you're like
1: a—you're
10: a big deal in talk radio. I appreciate it. Bob likes doing the, the Moon
8: Show. He—he he called me one day and he said, Kennedy, do you know Moon? <laughs> and I said, yes, I know Moon. And he said, well, I was hit Moon. He said, I turned down 60 minutes do Moon. I said, it's up to you. probably had a better time.
1: We need to know this stuff. Moon Grivon. I listen to you every day. Listen to all the action every morning at 9 on News Talk 96.5. You're
2: listening to American Ground Radio's Morning Minute. Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser wants more
17: Louisianians to take staycations this summer. But what we really need is for more people from out of the state to be able to visit New Orleans. Make no mistake about it, there has been no
11: one has had more influence on our state's economy during this pandemic than New Orleans Mayor LaToya Cantrell. That's because when it comes to Louisiana tourism revenue, New Orleans accounts for nearly half of Louisiana's $18 billion annual tourism income. So the longer Mayor Cantrell puts up the be back soon sign in the window of New Orleans, there are going to be fewer
17: and fewer visitors to Louisiana. If New Orleans doesn't open up soon, the state could lose as many as 50% of our tourism businesses for good. American Ground
10: Radio, where building a better America begins with building a better us. Returning Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Paul on News Talk 96.5 KPL and streaming live at kpel965.com. And now your forecast from the KATC
11: TV 3 Weather Lab. Plenty of sunshine out there today with temperatures pushing their way into the lower 90s. We're up at about 93 degrees again. Today winds coming from the north at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. 10% chance of maybe for a quick shower down closer to the coastline. Lows tonight, gonna get down to around 69 degrees with clear skies overnight. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 965 KPAL.
0: This weather update is brought to you by Tabouli Lebanese Cuisines in Lafayette. They are open on Ambassador Caffrey next to Rooms to Go. Tabouli, your choice for authentic, freshly made Lebanese food. That's right. I cleared my throat on the mic. It's okay,
12: because we're getting into Valerie.
0: 745 now at News Talk 96.5 KPEL. And Stephen Hanwork joins us from the state Democrat party. You know what? I love to just pepper him with questions. Because remember when he was coming on before, obviously, Biden reached the point where he had enough primary victories to be the presumptive nominee. Uh, By the way, what is the party going to do about a convention? How's that going to happen, Stephen? How's that going to work? Oh, you know what? He can't hear us yet. Hey, Stephen, you there? Hey, All right, sorry, I am I, just, here. I was just rambling on. I, I mean, I said everything He's in the a book a nice rambler. about you, and then you couldn't even hear it, so you can't prove that I was wrong. Um, <laughs> oh, man. What are we going to do? <laughs> what is the party going to do about a convention? Um, I know the GOP is having a, a time because part of it's still going to be in North Carolina, I think, but the actual big portion is going to be down in Jacksonville. Um, now, Biden does have enough primary votes, in theory, to, to you know, seal this nomination, but how's that going to happen? How's that going to work?
19: Yeah. So, I mean, we're currently working through that. This will be my... Fifth convention I think I've been a part of. Um, so, um, we're working through that right now. Uh, many of us have been meeting, talking about this, uh, working through multiple different uh, vectors. Um, what I can tell you is, for the Democrats, it's not going to be 100% in-person, and it's not going to be 100% virtual. So, it's going to be somewhere in the middle. Uh, and we're trying to figure out exactly how we can do this as safe as possible, but also still do the things that we know that we need to do. There are a lot of people who have worked incredibly hard uh, to become delegates uh, for this year's uh, convention. Uh, They've worked really hard for their candidates. So uh, we're trying to provide them with experience. But I mean, we're re-envisioning literally everything. Um, I thought because I've done so many conventions that this was just going to be easy and it would be done already. (laughs) And no, that's just not it. So
0: right. Are, are, are we any closer to an announcement? I mean, I would love to ask you to look into your crystal ball about who a running mate might be. It seems like more recently, the two names that I'm hearing the most about are Stacey Abrams and Kamala Harris. Are those two that are still in the running, or do we have a, a surprise in there? Like a, I'm not going to say a write in. It won't be a write in, but you know, a, kind of a curveball.
19: Look, I, I definitely um, have the utmost respect for both of those amazing women who have done uh, and proven themselves to be um, incredibly talented and passionate and certainly people that the, uh, the voters respond to. But look, there's also some amazing people who shared the stage with the vice president, including, you know, um, uh, Amy Klobuchar, uh, who I think is amazing, and, you know, more than a few others. Um, I think that Val Demings, and Congresswoman from Florida, who is just a rock star, and comes with that police background as well. Um, so I think that it's it it they're vetting a lot of these candidates right now. Not only uh, do we see that, we also want to know what's in people's backgrounds and that sort of thing, so that we don't have you know um, some baggage to deal with. But more than anything, right now, I think that the vice president is also trying to figure out who does he get along with, who meshes. Um, that was one of the things that we saw that really paid dividends, I think, uh, underneath President Obama was is that he got along with uh, Joe Biden so well uh, that they actually had a friendship, that they actually respected each other, and that made them a better team. So I think that that's what the vice president is looking for right now. But uh, I wish I had the inside scoop and could break some news here. Uh, I just don't.
0: All right. Let's talk about some state issues. Um, obviously, We're kind of moving forward in a special session we get these pretty regular emails about bills the governor has signed i think the the tort reform veto that was expected um however there have been a couple that i think were unexpected and you know the more conservative side of the legislature and conservative base you know here in the state of louisiana surprised by the expansion of the carry of firearms and churches also um a bill that was just signed yesterday really goes to support the, the Second Amendment and really limits um, the way individual municipalities could have bans and everything else. I think those two are pretty surprising. What are you seeing? What are you hearing?
19: Yeah, so I know that a lot of our constituents that are in the big cities certainly had some problems uh, with those bills, and uh, I know that the governor had um, a lot of decisions to make. I may not agree with all of those individual ones, but at the end of the day, I mean, uh, there's also the the law of numbers here, and Um, you know, trying to do this, you know, trying to navigate our ways through all of these things uh, certainly is important. The one thing that I want to point out is this whole tort reform, which, by the way, I'm not, I don't buy into that, uh, this being a silver bullet by any remote stretch of the imagination. Matter of fact, I will be shocked if any of our bills go down by even a penny, uh, but if they're ever able to get their act together. What I find comical, though, is, is that they had all of this time to come up with their, Christmas list uh, as to what they wanted with this more conservative legislature, and they botched the legislation um, uh, so much so that the governor did have to veto it because of uh, how it was put together. So, look, if they can get their act together in this special session, I know that the speaker went out of his way to make sure uh, that this was in the call uh, for this I think is important. What I would encourage folks to really dig in and pay attention to is, they've been giving away a lot of money and credits and and benefits to a bunch of different organizations, especially a lot of business organizations, and at the same time, they haven't been realizing new revenue. Uh, when we know that we're going to be seeing a huge deficit uh, because of COVID and what that's done to our state budget, what scares me is is that they're giving away a lot of Christmas presents right now that we're going to end up having to do mid-year budget changes uh, sometime later this year and have to pay the piper at that point. So I would caution everyone right now that, you know, this is not as rosy as they would have you believe with all of these tax credits being given out. Well,
0: because we, I was going to say, we also have revenue issues we're going to well, have to deal with, too. We can't well, kind of act like that side's not
12: yeah, happening. Right? I mean, but how? which one came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> yeah.
19: You know what? You know, well, at the end of the day, you can't, if you don't have the revenue, you don't have the money to actually pay for these tax credits. So. You know, yes, we have done a lot of cutting uh, to uh, the state budget, and I'm sure that there are still more places that we can trim uh, some of the fat off. Um, And the governor has insisted that all departments uh, come back and trim uh, even more. But, man, at the end of the day, there are some vital services that we still need to get done. I still get really ticked off when I hit a pothole.
0: Yeah. I I think there's a lot of people. Hey, Stephen Handwork, thanks so much for joining us today. It's always great to get you to sort of spill the tea read the tea all of it at the same time it's great a lot of tea a lot of just lot of love tea out tea. There.
19: yeah
12: spilling the tea with you is fun uh <laughs> i think we have a date friday
19: yes i think we do i'm looking forward to it on uh-huh. your new show
12: yeah i get to ask you any crazy thing i want now
19: huh Let's go, giddy up! You know, woo woo. you know,
0: uh, two to four is like the wild west, and that has not changed with the new show. So anyway, <laughs> thanks, Stephen. Good talking to you. Have a great one, man. All right, you It's seven fifty three now Thank at News Talk ninety six five We're back with more after this.
1: Katie Anna's morning news, part of a complete breakfast, but not GMO free. Sorry.
13: Adopt US Kids presents multiple choice parenting.
1: You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you A.
7: It's spiritual.
15: Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within.
7: Oh. B. Find the positives.
15: Less time blow-drying, more time texting.
7: Or C. Show empathy.
11: Mom, you
13: really don't have to. twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same.
1: For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Hey, parents, you don't need the latest gizmo slang or clothes to be a perfect parent. Because kids in foster care don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, go to AdoptUSKids.org, a public service announcement from the u.s. department of health and human services adopt us kids in the ad council activating the storm team three weather lab your forecast coming up on acadiana's morning news
13: hey is that a faucet running nope that's not a faucet that's a river rushing through the forest it is yeah forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink The water comes straight from the forest to us, in fact. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. How do trees clean the air? They soak up the dirty air on their leaves, branches, and trunks, which means clean air for us. Hmm, cool. I didn't know that. Yep, but the forest does more than give us clean air and water. It gives us shade for hot days, birds to listen to, and trees to climb. Wow. That's awesome. I didn't know how cool the forest could be. Hey, let's go explore some more.
17: Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does, just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council.
1: Home of the Rush Limbaugh Show in Acadiana. Talk 96.5 K-P-E-L. Brobridge. Lafayette.
2: It's called the Justice Act. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. The bill Senate Republicans are ready to unveil this morning on police reform.
0: There's this false dichotomy, this binary choice between law enforcement and communities of color.
2: And that's just a false choice. Fox's Rachel Sutherland has more live.
4: Dave, the legislation would discourage the use of chokeholds by limiting federal grant money and create a national database tracking excessive use of force. Republican Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina, who's been leading the effort, told Fox and Friends... We focus on
3: gathering more information more data so that we can direct training in the direction that actually de-escalates
4: democrats are crafting their own bill want to make it easier to sue police officers in civil court senate majority leader mitch mcconnell calls that idea a non-starter dave
2: Rachel, House Democrats, who called President Trump's effective executive order too modest, not going far enough, could advance that plan today in a House committee. Congressman James Clyburn told Fox. I
1: think that what we've got to do is attack this culture that all of us know exists. This is institutional.
2: Simon & Schuster is reacting to the Justice Department's lawsuit to block John Bolton's book due out next Tuesday, calling it nothing more than part of an effort to quash the publication of a book that deems unflattering to the president. The Trump administration claims Bolton's book contains classified information. The ex-national security advisor has been very critical of the president, especially over the Ukraine controversy which led to impeachment. Trump supporters are already lining up in Tulsa, Oklahoma for Saturday's rally. Those of us who work and live within blocks uh, miles of this building are scared. Attorney Paul DeMuro fears the rally will be a big coronavirus spreader, but a judge rejected his lawsuit to block it. The Trump campaign says they'll hand out masks and sanitizer. Rallygoers will have to agree to a liability waiver. America's listening to Fox News.
6: At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why
2: The coronavirus has spiked in some states with record new cases recently in Arizona, Florida, and Texas. And there's been quite a bit of controversy over masks. Some have refused to wear them. Others are demanding it be mandatory.
9: Wearing a mask is a no-brainer. It works. It's effective.
2: Donald, Dr. Ronald Saff with Physicians for Social Responsibility took that message to Governor Ron DeSantis's office, but the Republican says, "At the end of the day,
5: you know, we should be trusting people to make good decisions. Um, you know, Floridians have shown they can
2: do that." It's also an issue in Congress.
13: House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is telling committee chairs they have the authority to force out members who don't wear face masks during proceedings. A senior Democratic aide tells Fox News the sergeant at arms can enforce the rule. House members express concerns about continuing committee work as COVID-19 spikes in several states and one recently infected member didn't wear a mask while on the House floor. Pelosi requested the Office of Attending Physician to come up with guidance on masks. And it says research shows wearing a mask helps prevent the spread of the disease. In Washington, Jill Nato, Fox News.
2: We're learning more about the protester badly injured by police during a protest in Buffalo.
15: Seventy-five-year-old Martin Gugino's lawyer says their client has a fractured skull from the incident on June fourth. He's still hospitalized, and in recent days, his attorney has told media outlets that Gugino hasn't been able to walk. Gugino hit his head on pavement after being shoved back by Buffalo police in video that's now gone viral he was seen bleeding from the head as officers walked away two officers are charged with second degree assault and have pleaded not guilty they could face prison sentences of up to seven years if convicted in new york tanya j powers fox news
2: on wall street Dow futures up more than 100 points ahead of the
1: opening bell i'm dave anthony and this is fox news your 24 7 news source on air online and with the cape news app now the headlines from the cape news center
0: Good morning, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick. With your headlines, we'll get up to 93 degrees today here in Acadiana. Your full weather forecast is coming up. A 17-year-old from Brobridge sadly died yesterday while swimming with a group of friends near the Bayou Amy boat landing in Henderson. It happened just before noon yesterday, according to the St. Martin Parish Sheriff's Office. Authorities have identified the teen as Devon Baptiste. Witnesses say he showed signs of distress and then failed to resurface that's when 911 was called. His body was found shortly after rescuers arrived on the scene. A one-time confirmed and admitted incoming LSU freshman who filmed himself screaming the N word on camera. His name is Drew Dollar. He's from West Monroe. He will not be attending the state's flagship university come fall. LSU's Black Male Leadership Initiative applauds the university's decision. LSU has refused to comment further on the subject, citing privacy concerns. A study from Scripps Research Institute indicates that mutations in the strain of a coronavirus that's circulating in the U.S. right now may be much more infectious than its Wuhan predecessor. Kevin Barnhart has that story. But how
8: much worse is it? Approximately 10 times more infectious for human cells than the original one.
5: LSU Health New Orleans molecular geneticist Dr. Lucio Mila says the viruses that contain a mutated protein are much more stable.
8: It is more abundant because it doesn't fall
5: apart. He adds that letting the virus spread for herd immunity to develop is more dangerous than originally
8: thought. The more viruses are out there, the better the chance that one of them is going to hit on a mutation that makes it more infectious.
0: I'm Kevin Barnhart. Louisiana has now seen three straight days of COVID-19 hospitalizations. That metric used by health officials to track the actual rate of community spread. Assistant Health Secretary Dr. Alex Beu says their contact tracing data shows this is largely due to increased social interactions in recent weeks and possibly due to Memorial Day
9: moving around in the community whether you're going to a phase two opened facility or not just being out and about more is going to increase the risk that you're going to come in contact with someone with covid increase the risk that covid spreads
0: bu says it does not appear the recent increase in transmissions is disproportionately due to new clusters in nursing homes neighboring texas and arkansas have seen record-breaking increases in the last week and bio says it could be foreshadowing for us
9: a lot of what they've done has preceded us by about two weeks so i think as we're looking towards the future and we're looking next door to see what the present looks like for them
0: statewide the growth in cases has been the largest in lake charles alexandria and the monroe regions Bio says the recent upward trend here and the record spikes in neighboring states are important reminders the pandemic is not over and we need to continue wearing masks and social distancing.
9: If we don't take those personal actions, uh, then there's no reason to believe we'd be any different than our neighboring states in a week or two.
0: The U.S. Senate's lone African-American GOP member set to unveil police reform legislation this morning in response to the George Floyd protests. The legislation limits the use of chokeholds, requires officers to intervene if they see excessive force, and provides for more cameras. Senator Bill Cassidy says Tim Scott's bill is a necessary conversation.
10: People need to know that they are heard and that which can be done to address on a federal level is done and hopefully as well on state and local levels.
0: Yesterday, the president signed his own executive order blocking federal funds from heading to police departments that do not limit the use of chokeholds. Cassidy says he looks forward to the coming debate over policies and reforms and wants other states to take a look at New Orleans police's use of force for policy and their guidance.
10: If Minneapolis had had the training of the NOPD, George Floyd would not have died.
0: Outside of one notable incident near the Crescent City Connection Bridge, there has been limited conflict between protesters and the NOPD since Floyd's death. Chokeholds feature prominently in both today's Senate legislation and the president's order, but Cassidy says a total ban... Warrants further study. If
10: the officer is a female and she's 140 pounds and she's trying to control somebody who's 220, a male, and aggressive or inebriated, then there has to be something about that.
0: Democrats have attacked the GOP proposal, calling it too narrow. Instead, touting a more expansive House bill, we're told that would be dead on arrival in the Senate. There's new hope for some of the sickest coronavirus patients fighting to survive. A steroid is proving to be the first life-saving drug research have found. In some national headlines, a pair of Oklahoma attorneys are pushing to have safety measures in place for President Trump's rally that's happening in Tulsa this weekend. The lawyers filed a lawsuit to pressure BOK Center's operator to enforce social distancing and face masks at the event. Attorney Clark Brewster argued the rally is going to spread coronavirus, quote, without a question. Trump has held off on campaign rallies because of the respiratory illness, Saturday's will be his first since March. And finally, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is pushing against removing Confederate statues from the U.S. Capitol building. Speaking to reporters, McConnell explained it's, quote, nonsense that we need to airbrush the Capitol and scrub out everybody. He was talking about those with slavery connections from years ago. The Kentucky Republican noted that each state is allowed two statues and can trade them out if they want to. Both parties have been told, and they're going to debate whether the monuments remain in the building. But McConnell has argued it should be a decision made by the individual states. This news update is brought to you by the T.J. Martell Foundation. Join the T.J. Martell Foundation in the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS. Your support helps save
11: more lives. Visit tjmartell.org to learn more. Today, with temperatures pushing their way into the lower 90s, we're up at about 93 degrees again today. Winds coming from the north at about five to 10 miles an hour. 10 percent chance maybe for a quick shower down closer to the coastline. Lows tonight going to get down to around 69 degrees with clear skies overnight. From the Storm Team Three Weather Lab, I'm KTC
1: meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5. KPL Right now, traffic.
0: Got right, a few incidents to pass along to you right now. A vehicle accident, 3rd Street at Simcoe. That's 3rd Street at Simcoe. In Scott at 900 Provo Street, there's a fire investigation going on. And then another vehicle accident, East University at Pinhook. Uh, three busy areas right there. And uh, if you could avoid them, that would be helpful. If there's anything else we need to know about, you can give us a call at 232-154. All right, it is 8:15 now at News Talk 965 KPL and the project going on right there at the area known as four corners will uh, be a new development Monique Boulet excuse me joins us on the phone because the part that you see right there at the corner of the Les Pay Motel will soon be no more as uh, it's it will be bulldozed here a, shortly uh, good morning Monique mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about the project
18: Good morning. So it actually uh the bulldozers are showing up today. Sweet. Um and yes, very exciting. Um the hotel should be down in the next couple of days and uh so the project is moving very fast. We are working with HRI, which is a company out of New Orleans, a developer out of New Orleans that does a lot of restoration. Um After Katrina, they did a lot of this work in some of the tougher parts of New Orleans and had really great success with it. So um, we're excited. Um, They are building, you know, well, let me back up a little bit. This, I guess, initiative has been going on for over five years and really working with the neighborhood to identify the needs. Um, with the community, with the city, it, you know, it's our gateway. It's, it means so much to so many different people. Um, but affordable housing is definitely one of the greatest needs over there, and it's it's not it's not like public housing in the traditional sense. Affordable housing is for your school teachers, your policemen, you know, the people that are working um, and and need. Housing that they can afford, right? Quality housing,
0: so, and so that's yeah. what the project. Do there is um, a place near downtown? They are called Artist Lofts, um, and where I know that it, it is built kind of in the same model. I think the question a lot of people have though is, is you know, in what ways does it directly impact the community as a whole? We know this project um, did get some funding uh, for it to happen and for HRI to make these developments, and that investment, you know, we have heard is important because of maybe adjacent development that happens. Can you get into that a little bit more and maybe tell us some of the successes that HRI has had? Sure. Well, first, let me
18: start with just talking about blight Mm -hmm. um, and commercial property that's empty and what happens in a community. You know, blight is actually very contagious. You have one piece of commercial property that stays um, vacant and empty um, you, you, you—it gets vandalized. Um, this property, in particular, and many others, have environmental issues, and they become kind of redlined by the banks because if there's environmental issues, there's liability. So even if you have somebody who's interested in buying the property, they're gonna. It's gonna be a very complicated purchase because the banks are not gonna lend on a contaminated piece of property, and it's gonna stay. Its property values are gonna sink, and then the neighboring property values are gonna sink, and then you have a corridor of blight. And and so you know we always wonder how do why does this happen? How do we have this whole area that just is needing investment? Right. And so this is a catalytic project, meaning once this project is done, the first man out of the gate always takes the biggest risk and the mm-hmm. hardest hit. Yeah. Yeah. And the return is not immediately felt. And so it's hard for people to get into a, 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 a project like that. So, so this...
0: I was just going well, to ask, so what happens in between there? Okay, so the Four Corners area, and then you're going to have this big development there. What do you do in the area of university between there and the interstate? I know there are some new roads and some new lanes that have been built in that area. But when we talk about these gateway projects, what else is going to be done there? I mean, is is this okay. enough? Because Four Corners is a good ways away from I-10. Yeah. So it's not the only thing. Let me
18: Let me say that. So right now, we have the MPO, uh, we've got about $4 million set aside for Four Corners and that project is moving at DOTD. Now, in the beginning part of a project, you're never going to see anything. It has to be um, designed, it has to be engineered, you know, it goes through a lot of process. We are in that process right now to rebuild Four Corners and it is funded. So those also transportation projects that are actually funded move a little bit faster. But it will happen um, with, I, I can't give you an exact time frame, but I would yeah. say two to three years probably, okay. where so Four Corners will become a very pedestrian friendly intersection. And we have intersection upgrades planned all the way to the interstate and actually including the roundabout that's being built on the other uh, other side of the interstate. Willow will be a, a, a major uh, roundabout. Um, this corridor, not only does it have a lot of poverty, but it also has some of the most significant safety issues mm-hmm. from a roadway perspective. Well, could you have a
0: roundabout there? I mean, I mean, I know the the name is Four Corners, and Four. a roundabout would round that off. But, I mean, could could that be something that's an option?
18: Well, so we studied that. And that's what we did in the transportation study that we did um, a couple of years ago was really uh, go into the traffic analysis to see what could and couldn't be at this corner. Um, Particularly with the housing that's being built, you don't, well, a roundabout didn't didn't work, I'll tell you that. But you also want uh, the crosswalks that will be there. Um, Across the street, we have the old Shoppers Value, which, you know, hoping that a new grocery store comes there. Mm -hmm. um, I feel positive about that, I'll say that. Um, So to create more of a neighborhood environment, that intersection is designed. To, or will be designed to to be, I guess. A roundabout is not totally pedestrian friendly because the the car movements never stop. Mm-hmm. So there will have crosswalks and stuff. But but I will say this also: we have um, under our new uh, mayor president applied for a build grant to complete the construction to the
0: interstate. Well, we um, have to ask that tomorrow during Lafayette Live, kind of what the status is. Yeah.
18: He's very excited about this. Um, and we the application process was in the middle of COVID, so they don't have as many applicants as normal. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes I mean, the
0: universe I'll- provides us with opportunities. You just have to be ready to jump on it and take
1: it, you know, Money? Right.
18: And we had that. So these these applications are very complex. We had yeah. it. Uh, we applied for it last year under uh, Mayor Robido and so it was easy to flip it around but it is a, a very uh, it will be scored very high because of the safety issues on the corridor you know the the walk the walking path on the side you can see from space because we have so many pedestrians um i think about 40% of the residents in this area don't own vehicles so really creating uh, a corridor where people can can walk and be safe you know, there's a lot of issues here. So, you know, I would, I would garner to say, well, if we get that bill grant, the bill grant is a 25 million dollar investment that we could put into here, and we've, we've between the city and the MPO, we have somewhere between four and six million, I think, for Four Corners itself. Um, so, and there are other projects going on. You know, there's another housing development going on right now as well um, with Madeline Cove, and In our transportation study we also did a full economic analysis and and came up with several catalyst sites actually three different catalyst sites like four corners so there's a lot of focus and attention and we've gotten um there's a lot you know again development projects don't happen overnight but there's a lot of positive movement here and and we're excited about this we actually got a call from the white house wanting an update on this project they're watching Uh, This corridor, because it's an opportunity zone, it's a it's a poster child opportunity zone. If we can really bring life back here, it's a success story for them. And um, we've had Scott Turner from the White House um, tour this project in particular, but actually the whole corridor. We went throughout and visited with many of the business owners and some of the residents along the corridor with them. So they kind of keep an eye on it, you know, as they develop their talking points. Um, we think it should be at the top of their talking point. But you know, they um they called about two weeks ago just for an update. Just to and find so out. yeah, you We're know, good. if we really invest in these areas and bring real positive energy, it's you know, that's I think that's the point of opportunity zone. Well, and so, I
0: think too, when you mention, you know, that the the folks in that area, you're talking about forty percent without transportation, then that all of a sudden gives a second deal. It's not like it's just something that's being built there because it's going to make the area look nicer it seems like the efforts will but if you do have those safety issues as well that's understandable monique boule from acadiana planning commission hey thanks so much for your time it's great to talk to you
18: thank you i
0: appreciate it all right it's 8 24 now at news talk 965 5 K-Pel. uh we ran through some legal stories a little bit earlier with loretta powers she's one of our favorites and on the show mm-hmm. often uh we're going to run down what some of the mean and some of these very interesting rulings that have happened uh, in the last couple of weeks stay with us right
1: here on acadiana's morning news celebrating 20 years of enlightening acadiana moon griffon next on news talk 96.5 K- hi today 93 degrees your full weather forecast
0: is coming up at the bottom of the hour news but to catch you up on some things making headlines around the country this morning senate republicans will unveil their police reform package a little bit later on this morning South Carolina's Tim Scott, the only black GOP member in the Senate, is leading the party's effort to bring changes to local policing following the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. He'll be joined at a morning press conference by Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and other Republican leaders. Quote, without police, there is chaos. Those are the words from President Trump as he signed an executive order on police reform amid nationwide protests. It sets high standards for using force, including a ban on chokeholds, except for when an officer's life is at risk. It will also create a national database for excessive force complaints. Trump said he's strongly against dismantling or dissolving departments, saying there's only a tiny number of bad cops. There's new hope for some of the sickest coronavirus patients fighting to survive. A commonly used and widely available steroid is proving to be the first life-saving drug. Dexamethasone cut the risk of death by a third for those on ventilators and a fifth for those on oxygen. The U.K. government has about 200,000 courses of the drug in its stockpile and plans to make it available to patients. You can read more on this story at kpal965.com. At least 24 states are dealing with a spike in coronavirus cases, but the White House says the outlook is still good. Officials believe the disease can be kept under control and that the nation is prepared for a second wave should it come. President Trump predicts a vaccine and cure will happen by the end of the year. In fact, he says the economic recovery will put the U.S. in a, quote, stronger position than before the pandemic. A statue in Albuquerque is being taken down hours after a protester was shot. He was among a group trying to topple the statue of a Spanish conquistador. The victim is said to be in stable condition. The suspected gunman behind bars, Mayor Tim Keller, calls removing the statue a, quote, urgent matter of public safety. The nation's largest utility company just confessed to killing 84 people and starting California's worst wildfire in its history. Entire town of Paradise was nearly wiped out in 2018. It's what drove PG&E into bankruptcy last year. The CEO told a court yesterday his company accepts responsibility and apologized to families of the victims. Sentencing set up for later this week, PG&E could pay up to $4 million in penalties. A pair of Oklahoma attorneys are pushing to have safety measures in place for President Trump's rally in Tulsa this weekend. The lawyers filed a lawsuit to pressure BOK Center's operator to enforce social distancing and face masks at the event. Trump has held off on holding campaign rallies because of the respiratory illness. Saturday will be his first since March. And finally, the International Space Station getting a new toilet. NASA's new universal waste management system is a big upgrade in both fit and function to the 1990s model that's currently in use. The design is better suited to mixed gender crews, has tow bars so astronauts can anchor themselves to the toilet in microgravity, and it safely processes the waste into the spacecraft's recycling system. NASA plans to deliver the new toilet to the space station in the fall. It will remain on the ISS through the end of the space station's lifetime.
1: Leveraging the power of Fox News Radio to cover the big issues that matter to you. News Talk 96.5. KPEL. Depend on it. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from Cape 965.com. Hi today, 93
0: degrees. your full weather forecast is coming up after bottom of the hour news. But to catch you up on some things making headlines around the country this morning, Senate Republicans will unveil their police reform package a little bit later on this morning. South Carolina's Tim Scott, the only black GOP member in the Senate, is leading the party's effort to bring changes to local policing following the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. He'll be joined at a morning press conference by Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and other Republican leaders. Quote, without police, there is chaos. Those are the words from President Trump as he signed an executive order on police reform amid nationwide protests. It sets high standards for using force, including a ban on chokeholds, except for when an officer's life is at risk. It will also create a national database for excessive force complaints. Trump said he's strongly against dismantling or dissolving departments, saying there's only a tiny number of bad cops. There's new hope for some of the sickest coronavirus patients fighting to survive. A commonly used and widely available steroid is proving to be the first life-saving drug. Dexamethasone cut the risk of death by a third for those on ventilators and a fifth for those on oxygen. The U.K. government has about 200,000 courses of the drug in its stockpile, and plans to make it available to patients. You can read more on this story at kpal965.com. At least 24 states are dealing with a spike in coronavirus cases, but the White House says the outlook is still good. Officials believe the disease can be kept under control and that the nation is prepared for a second wave should it come. President Trump predicts a vaccine and cure will happen by the end of the year. In fact, he says the economic recovery will put the U.S. in a, quote, stronger position than before the pandemic. A statue in Albuquerque is being taken down hours after a protester was shot. He was among a group trying to topple the statue of a Spanish conquistador. The victim is said to be in stable condition. The suspected gunman behind bars, Mayor Tim Keller, calls removing the statue a, quote, urgent matter of public safety. The nation's largest utility company just confessed to killing 84 people and starting California's worst wildfire in its history. Entire town of Paradise was nearly wiped out in 2018. It's what drove PG&E into bankruptcy last year. The CEO told a court yesterday his company accepts responsibility and apologized to families of the victims. Sentencing set up for later this week, PG&E could pay up to $4 million in penalties. A pair of Oklahoma attorneys are pushing to have safety measures in place for President Trump's rally in Tulsa this weekend. The lawyers filed a lawsuit to pressure BOK Center's operator to enforce social distancing and face masks at the event. Trump has held off on holding campaign rallies because of the respiratory illness. Saturday will be his first since March. And finally, the International Space Station getting a new toilet. NASA's new universal waste management system is a big upgrade in both fit and function to the 1990s model that's currently in use. The design is better suited to mixed-gender crews has tow bars so astronauts can anchor themselves to the toilet in microgravity and it safely processes the waste into the spacecraft's recycling system. NASA plans to deliver the new toilet to the space station in the fall. It will remain on the ISS through the end of the space station's lifetime.
11: As across Acadiana today, temperatures are going to be pushing their way into the lower 90s. We'll probably hit up somewhere around 93 degrees, which puts us in very similar territory to the last couple of days. Winds from the north today at five to ten miles an hour, keeping any kind of shower activity pretty confined to the coastline. I think we'll go about 10% on your rain chances here through the afternoon. Lows tonight get down to around 69 with mostly clear skies and getting ready to do it all over again tomorrow. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 965 KPL.
0: issues across the country we always have to check in with loretta powers to take a look at some of the stories making headlines um good morning to you loretta first of all how are you doing i mean are we are you working from home are you going somewhere are you doing zoom calls what's your situation
18: so uh, court
13: starts in about a week we're still doing zoom hearings um i'm working from home personally but uh some people decide to go to the office Mm
0: -hmm. and that's all right how are those zoom hearings because you know a lot of times you get you got to get all dressed up you gotta you gotta do your hair you gotta go to the courthouse you gotta park you gotta feed the meter i mean all these things but guess what you could do it from the comfort of your home i'm telling you loretta if i was in a zoom hearing i would not be wearing the matching pants to my (laughs) suit i'd probably be wearing some shorts and a jacket you know
13: yeah, the judge actually commented on how I was like one of the only dressed person that I saw. I mean, opposing counsel was actually in a sweatshirt. So oh. the judge actually ruled very favorable my position, Sweet. I think, because of that. The judge is
0: in a robe. All right, we got to keep Loretta on speed dial if we ever need a some representation. She, we know she's going to at least fake her sweatshirt right? off, you know? <laughs> All right. So um, a big ruling this week. Um, it, well, I guess it actually happened last week, but you know, still hearing about the reverberations through this. And it is um, the, the decision that employers cannot fire individuals for being members of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, what does this mean? And is there still fallout? I know a bunch of people weren't happy with this one.
13: Yeah, well, it was actually Trump's Supreme Court nomination, Neil Gorsuch, who actually issued this opinion. I think it's a really good deal because lower courts have ruled that it's implied in the original statute that LGBTQ plus is already included in the Civil Rights Act on the basis of sex. After all... Uh, if a woman is dating a woman and she's fired, however, she's dating a man and not fired, that is discrimination on the basis of sex. So I think the only fallout is, hey, look, it's kind of Congress's job to write this into the statute. The Supreme Court kind of hijacked it. But I think it just depends on how you rate the existing statute.
0: That Because what they did was basically just affirm what a lot of people said was already standing. It wasn't necessarily like this brand new thing that they decided exactly another um, Supreme Court issue they will not re-examine doctrine that shields police obviously the protests that are happening nationwide we know a police bill will be unveiled a little bit later on this morning why is this one so important so police-
13: have sovereign immunity, meaning if they are acting within the scope of their employment, they cannot be sued. But what happens if they go outside of that scope? What happens if they use excessive force? Well, right now, there's a doctrine of qualified immunity. Now, the Supreme Court back in the 80s kind of created this out of thin air. They definitely hijacked Congress's job on this one. And they said, well, if excessive force is used, we're also going to decide, hey, was it reasonable and if that's the case then they cannot be sued of course you have uh, people with the movements of black lives matter they think that excessive force should never be used so they were really hoping that the supreme court would take up this issue all
0: right i don't want to take up too, of you, too much of your time because you have to get dressed for a hearing i'm right. sure <laughs> um, but facebook has fired an employee who protested an action on a trump post you know we're talking about we often talk about social media as this you know large umbrella and all these different sites But, you know, you look at two of the biggest players, Twitter and Facebook, doing very different things when it comes to content by the Trump campaign, the president himself, and some employees are not happy about it.
13: Yeah, Facebook news, you know, it's my favorite soap opera about computer (laughs) nerds. So in today's episode, it it all goes down to Trump's tweet. You know, whenever the looting starts, the shooting starts. He wanted that taken down because he thought it incited violence. Zuckerberg was like, "Eh, we kind of want that up there because it's a warning of how state actors are going to act if somebody loots. So we kind of want that as a warning. At the end of the day, it's it's free speech, and they're, Facebook is kind of cutting down on that.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Hey, Loretta Powers, it's always great talking to you. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. The Rush morning update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at
3: luxurylimooflafayette.net. On Monday, the Supreme Court sided with California in declining to hear an appeal by the Trump administration on the statewide sanctuary law. Now, the upshot is that at least for now, California can continue its policy of state and local law enforcement refusing to cooperate with federal immigration agencies. The Los Angeles Times editorial board was giddy over this decision. Within hours, they celebrated with an editorial accusing Trump of waging a mean-spirited, costly, and unnecessary war against the illegal immigrants. Now, let me caution those of you who, like the LA Times, think this battle is over and who believe the left has won the sanctuary city law fight once and for all. Over the past few weeks, Americans all across the great country have seen... Lawlessness on display. We have seen a police precinct overrun by thugs and hooligans in Seattle. We've seen it set on fire. We've seen looting, arson, vandalism, violent attacks on business owners go unchecked as elected blue city Democrat leaders choose to sit on their asses and refuse to restore order or defend lives and property. I'll guarantee you something. Millions of law-abiding Americans are appalled, and this Supreme Court ruling just adds to their disgust. So don't doubt me. They're waiting until November to demonstrate the amazing political power of disgusted voter pushback against leftist human debris. It'll happen. During this time of massive change, you should know that Zip Recruiter's focus has not changed. They are still doing what they've always done, helping people find work and helping businesses find the right people for their open roles. Now, if you're looking for a job, Zip Recruiter is working with you to find the right job faster. They're dedicated to helping you get hired from caretaking to delivering food and goods to building medical facilities, supplying protective equipment, so many other opportunities as well. In fact, ZipRecruiter's app will send you up-to-date job openings so you can be one of the first to apply. And if you're actively hiring, ZipRecruiter will invite candidates to apply to your most urgent roles, making it faster and easier to reach the people you need. By connecting people who need jobs and companies that need people, ZipRecruiter is working with all of us so we can keep moving forward. See it come together. ZipRecruiter.com slash work together. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash work them.
0: The back and forth that has gone on for years and years between North and South Korea came to another kind of violent end. There was a new building that had recently been built, um, was blown up by the North. Um, two years ago, um, this office was built to improve relations in Simon Owen. Looks like we're sort of going in the opposite direction. He joins us this morning from London. Good morning to you.
14: Good morning.
0: So tell me about, was there some sort of provocation we don't know about? Or is it just... Are they just crazy? Yeah, the situation we're in. What happened?
14: Hmm. The North Koreans are saying that uh, this is part of an ongoing dispute. For the past few weeks, they've been complaining vocally about defectors, people who leave North Korea, move to South Korea, and then some of them become activists. And one of the tactics that these activists use is they get giant balloons and they fill them with propaganda, with leaflets criticizing North Korea's leadership with USB sticks containing international movies, efforts to basically show North Koreans who live in this highly controlled, very secretive country where they have very limited uh, exposure to the outside world, these balloons carry material that gives them a hint about what the rest of the world might be like and they can really be very eye-opening. And North Korea has in recent weeks been calling these defective activists who do this human scum. It's been furious with South Korea for letting them do this. But the curious thing with this is, is that this has been going on for years. This is not a new tactic by these activists and so that is leading to some speculation among analysts who watch North Korea from the outside that you know the the, the way they've been responding and as you mentioned blowing this building up as as one of the responses, that is not necessarily, I mean, they say it's just about these defectors, but the suspicion is that there's more to it, that North Korea's economy is facing new crises, new devastation, with international sanctions about its nuclear weapons still in full effect, and maybe even a serious coronavirus outbreak at the same time. And so some experts reckon that this is a distraction, an, an effort to distract people in North Korea from their own government's failings, you
0: know it's. It seems like North Korea. The one thing that I think they're good at on the international stage is symbolism. You know, and and that's even though they're they haven't fired weapons into South Korea, they use the nearby you know bodies of water to you know, threaten folks from the south, threaten the United States even. But this terrain in between the north and south. It's not like there's an interstate between the two. I mean, it's very mountainous in that area. Of course, there's the DMZ, which we have seen. But, you know, some folks have compared it to the desert area between Mexico and and Texas or Mexico and our southern border where, you know, if you make it across that, that's already an accomplishment just because of the terrain.
14: I mean, yeah, it's a broad um, strip of land, a demilitarized zone, um, and actually it is one of the most heavily armed areas in the world. And depending on where you are, it can be a couple of miles wide or it can be much thinner uh, than that. But it is this, this this mark which was laid out at the end of the Korean, uh, when, the, when the Koreas were split, this was where the line was, was going to be. And so there is this heavily fortified border. And this particular building that's that's in the news now was actually in North Korea. It's on the North Korean side of the border. And it was part of that flurry of diplomacy a couple of years ago when Kim Jong-un of North Korea was traveling and meeting with President yep, Trump yep. and meeting with the South Korean president. And one of the results of that was that they agreed to set up this, they called it a Joint Liaison office, kind of like a joint embassy, just, just in North Korea, and North Korean officials moved in, South Korean officials moved in, and they worked for a while side by side. It was kind of symbolic but it was a notable symbol of cooperation. Uh, That is the building that North Korea has now destroyed. Uh, I think it's worth saying that this isn't some kind of tiny office or makeshift structure. This was a four-story, glass-fronted gleaming building renovated two years ago uh, at the expense of South Korean taxpayers and now we have North Korean State TV today airing video from multiple angles of the moment it was destroyed with Places.
0: all right simon owen from london we appreciate your time today and uh appreciate your reporting as always thanks a lot all right 642 I now love that Newstalk, guy. 96, Bell. and you know what that's that is a clarification because when i first heard it you know i yeah. was thinking about those little they're not huts but i mean like little maybe like 500 square foot little buildings that mm. they have at the dmz yeah i thought it was one of those i didn't realize it was a whole building and right you know it, it will of course lead people to ask hey um does all the effort, you know, from the rest it's of the It's called world, The Last Mile, was, and this um, weak
12: link. I'm sorry I That's accidentally okay. hit that button. Um,
0: all the efforts from governments from around the world, whether it's Japan, whether it's the United States, mm-hmm. South Korea, I mean, has all that stuff, I mean, was it all just kind Not. of failed for nothing, you know?
12: Anyway. Do they do it for attention in a way? Because as Simon was saying, you know, how bad things News
1: are. Talk 96.5
4: k
16: I'm Elizabeth MacDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. Target will permanently raise its starting wage to $15 an hour. All hourly, full-time and part-time team members will be eligible. It had been paying a $2 per hour temporary wage increase on top of its $13 starting wage. Target planned to raise its starting pay to $15 an hour by the end of the year. It'll also pay a $200 recognition bonus to frontline team members. More new homes were going up last month. Not as many as expected though. Groundbreakings rose 4.3% in March. Per Permits For new housing construction rose 14.4%. Southwest Airlines says its business is still down significantly from a year ago. But Southwest's June is shaping up to be not as bleak as its previous predictions. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Kosolda. Invested in you.
5: You're more focused than ever on keeping your employees and customers safe. CentOS has the products and services you need to feel prepared. Our CentOS technicians can apply our disinfectant and sanitizer spray throughout your facility. Our ultra clean service for restrooms uses a sanitizer effective against certain germs, bacteria, and viruses. And we'll help you stay well stocked with hand sanitizer,
1: face masks, and essential PPE. Visit Centos.com and get ready for get the free Cape News app in the App Store and Google Play. News Talk 96.5 K-P-E-L. Brobridge, Lafayette. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center.
12: Now, 70 degrees here at Cape Hill. I'm Bernadette Lee with a news update. Another Confederate monument gets pulled down by protesters, this one in the Confederacy's former capital city.
17: A monument to the Richmond Howitzers, an artillery group that served the Army of Northern Virginia in the 19th century, is now off its pedestal after being pulled down by demonstrators Tuesday night in Richmond. The statue stood in a park owned by Virginia Commonwealth University in Richmond. A photograph shows the now toppled monument splattered with paint. The Howitzer's Monument is the fourth such historical marker in Virginia to be destroyed by protesters. Evan Brown, Fox News.
12: Target is going to raise pay for employees sooner than they planned.
16: Target will permanently raise its starting wage to $15 an hour. All hourly full-time and part-time team members will be eligible. It had been paying a $2 per hour temporary wage increase on top of its $13 starting wage. Target planned to raise its starting pay to $15 an hour by the end of the year. It will also pay a $200 recognition bonus to frontline team members. Target will also offer for free access to virtual doctor visits for all team members through the end of the year whether or not they subscribe to a target health care plan jenny Cosola, fox news another round of warnings and
12: restrictions in china's capital as a new corona outbreak there is growing china
14: closing beijing schools blocking off some neighbourhoods and cancelling flights to limit travel in and out of the city as authorities race to contain a new coronavirus outbreak. China reporting 137 new infections in Beijing over the past six days, with the outbreak centred on a food market. Officials acknowledging a grave risk of a second wave of infections, but saying they're hopeful the outbreak can be contained. Simon Owen. Fox News.
12: In local headlines, a 17 year old from Brobridge drowned while swimming with a group of friends near the Bayou Ami boat landing in Henderson. This was around noontime yesterday. St. Martin Sheriff's authorities have identified the teen as Devon Baptiste. Witnesses say he showed signs of distress and then failed to come up out of the water. His body was found shortly after deputies arrived on the scene. A 26-year-old man, Shaquille Daniels, has been named as a person of interest in a May 9th shooting in New Iberia. One person died, two juveniles were injured in that shooting on Silver Street. They're asking anyone who might know the location of Shaquille Daniels to call Iberia Crime Stoppers at 364-TIPS. Acadia deputies have their fugitive in custody, 31-year-old Stephen Dietz of Evangeline, following several months of teaming up with several law enforcement officers to catch him. Deeds has been accused of stealing oil and gas equipment. Now, Sheriff KP Gibson in Acadia Parish says Deeds, who currently sits in the jail, his bond has been set at $585,000. He's also a suspect in several other thefts in the Evangeline community. A one-time confirmed and admitted incoming LSU freshman who filmed himself screaming the N-word on camera. His name is Drew Dollar. He's from West Monroe. Well, apparently the flagship university is uh, the state's flagship university says that they have refused uh, his actual ability to come to the school now. LSU refusing to comment further, though, on the subject citing privacy concerns in relation to this
11: case. Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana today with your highs getting up to around 93 degrees in the afternoon. Winter from the north at about 5 to 10 miles an hour with a 10% chance for a quick passing shower. Overnight lows drop down to around 69 degrees here. And as we go through the rest of the work week, a pretty similar looking forecast. Not going to see too many changes all the way through into the weekend. With scattered showers returning to the forecast by Sunday afternoon. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5, KPEL.
12: And right now, we're at 77 degrees here at KPEL.
1: News Talk 96.5, KPEL. Right now, traffic.
12: Double checking what's happening here. Okay, so in Broussard, in the 100 block of Burgess Drive, There is a report of a vehicle on fire. That's the 100 block of Burgess Drive in Broussard. A report of a vehicle on fire. Make sure you're buckling up, keeping it safe out there today.